Kick Out Crew. James L. Corai. Brad Stanton. Coach Rosie. Adam from Bill. Mike Whitaker. Devin Dowling. The Kick Out Crew Podcast. Available on all major podcast platforms. And watch videos exclusively on YouTube. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of your show. That's right, the Kickout Crew. Uh, this is episode 49. I cannot believe that. Uh, seems like we would have been done at like nine, <laughs> you know, but hey, here we are. Nearing up on a year, uh, and we've been doing a lot of exciting things lately. Uh, want to thank Braden Toon for being on last week's episode. We had a blast recording with him. Uh, you know, uh, everything's good. Want to thank everybody for the feedback and uh, all that stuff. But I have rambled enough, and we have an extra, you know, square on the screen today. So I just want to I'm gonna kick it over to uh, Devin to talk about today's agenda and maybe introduce our guest a little bit. So today's guest is the NWA Zone. Real Billy, Silas Mason. Silas, welcome to the kickout crew, man. How you doing? Oh, Danny, the Thrill Billy is excited to be on the cock, baby. That is the KOK, the kickout crew. And there's a man that's pretty good at kicking out exactly at the right nick of time. And that is your guest this evening, Big Daddy Thrill. But there is something that no man has ever kicked out of. And that is the thrill rod, ladies and gentlemen. Ain't nobody ever survived it. That thing's deadlier than the coronavirus. 99% kill rate. Awesome. And there's no for it as far as I know. All right. Awesome. So if you might mind, we're going to watch a match today. But first, we're going to ask you a few questions, if that's all right. Let's get it, man. All right, Devin, make it happen. You start. This is what you do, bro. All right. So first off. When you're in the NWA, everybody knows that by your side is always the beautiful Miss Poyo Del Mar. So I just want to ask, how did you two become a couple? How did you meet that beautiful woman? Well, I mean, look, they can see me on the screen, right? Yes. Yeah. They see how good looking I am. They see, you know, every time I walk down the street, I got to beat them off with a stick. And I get your mind out of the gutter. I see you. Get your mind out of the gutter. I ain't talking about that. Well, what I'm saying is just a good-looking feller such as myself. Look, I did the tender thing before, but I like it rough, so they got me off of it. You know what I'm saying? Tender. Little play on words, man. But I'm in the uh, the absolute percentile. I'm, I'm tall, covered in tattoos. I'm jacked. I make a lot of money, and I got a social media presence. But you can't let any old woman – just come up and try to try to grab onto you. So I had to find one that was just successful, just as brilliant, and just as good looking as I am. And that is the beautiful Miss Poyo Del Mar. Yes, and she has one excellent wrestling mind as well. Mm-hmm. 
Not a bad back end either. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So recently we've seen you enthralled with this rivalry with uh, Kratos. Uh, mm-hmm. Outside of the NWA, he's known as J.R. Kratos. So I just want to know, how have you liked that rivalry? Like, how did you like how it developed? How did you like the whole thing? Because we're going to be watching one of those matches today. Well, hell, I beat him, so I liked it a lot. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Well, I left him in a bloody mess. So, I mean, you ain't seeing no blood coming out of this head, baby. That thing, that thing is a full head of hair, man. I ain't ever going bald. Just is like that, that a shot? Is know? that a shot? Well, I wouldn't say anything about, you know, our balding, you know, viewers or, or participants in this here podcast. But, uh, well, there's you definitely know, not any bald He was, was bald headed, too. I be, he used to have hair, and I beat it off. Him, baby. That's what it was. <laughs> So, uh, what other uh, organizations? Hair, what way. other organizations sweet have you been a part of besides the NWA? Well, I was uh, in Southern Underground Pro. I was in a uh, Future Stars of Wrestling in Las Vegas, DOA out of Oregon, going up to AAW in Chicago. Uh, well, it's already podcast is already going to release by the time I'm up there, but uh, they got we're good at that. Don't worry, building in the Friday, but uh, yeah, so I'm going up there. I'm going to be going to Australia with the NWA. That's yeah. pretty cool. So I'm going to add some Australian places over there. I'm going to find <laughs> that man array that killed Steve Irwin, and I'm coming for him. There you go. Did you know that whole country lost a war to emus? I did not. Emus. <laughs> Look it up, the emu war. They're all cowards, I guess. They lost to birds. <laughs> I'm team emu. I'm glad we won. <laughs> all right, so you just spoke of a bunch of companies that you've wrestled in. And a oh, few yeah. times on uh, YouTube, on YouTube, when you search your name, you'll show up in a few tag teams. And one of those mm-hmm. is uh, predominantly the Mason Dixon line with Devin Dixon. Can you just talk about oh, your relationship man. with him? Devin Dixon is more than my best friend. He is my tag team partner. I've tagged with a lot of men in my day. <laughs> well, I've been around the horn a couple times, boys. But uh, Devin Dixon's a man that I can always rely on no matter what. He's a... Uh, he was formerly an MMA fighter before I met him. And he was 6-0, and undefeated. He choked a man out with one arm. The guy yanked his shoulder. It disjointed. He sinks in the choke with one arm and just finishes him. But, uh, yeah, man, Devin Dixon and I actually met out in Las Vegas. And uh, he's a he's wildcat, and he's a Native American. So uh, he has that going for him, too, which is nice. <laughs> what, what got you into wrestling? The Emu War is legit. Look into it, boys. I've seen the documents. What got you into wrestling? Oh, man. Well, the first ever match I saw was uh, Ultimo Dragon at La Parca on some episode of WCW. Or I'm pretty sure it was La Parca. I know Ultimo Dragon was in there. But, um, man, I just thought that uh, it was like superheroes come to life. And then a Macho Man commercial came on right after. And I was like, I'm hooked. So it was just that. And then I grew up to be big enough, strong enough, good looking enough to be able to do it. Awesome. So that reminds me. All right. So we're going to be talking about a little bit when the match goes on, but you're what about six, five, six, six. Yes, sir. Okay. So lately in uh, other organizations, even your own uh, guys, my size, five, eight, 155 pounds soaking wet are competing with guys, your size a lot. Now in the old days, not the old days, not really in the Ray Mysterio's days, it was something special when someone small would, would go up against someone like you and maybe get the win. Do you think that is 
maybe a little overdone now, or do you think wrestling has just evolved? Well, there's weight classes for a reason. You see that there's a lot of times when a, it's a 10 or a 12 pound thing. I mean, you got guys going from light heavyweight up to heavyweight and winning titles there. So a 10, 20 pound difference whenever you get to a guy our size, like, you know, my size ain't, ain't really a whole lot. But um, yeah, I think it's just one of those things that uh, the business has evolved. One, if you got a guy who's as big and athletic as I am, most of the time they're going to be in the NFL already, you know, something like that. And so um, for a lot of times, just, there's just not that many. Like, man, back in the day, I would have been, you know, still a pretty big guy. But, you know, like on the more, you know, like large, to medium to large, you know what I'm saying? Whereas nowadays, I'm just head and shoulders bigger than everybody that I walk into a locker room with. So I think it's just the nature of the business. It's changed and it's mixed around. But uh, get one of those little midgets in there with me, and I'll show them what, what a real man looks and feels like. That's well, one of the yeah. things I love about the NWA, having the light heavyweight division and the heavyweight division. I mean, it makes sense, dude. It, listen. I'm a big fan of the smaller weight classes and the smaller fighters. If you got Alexander Volkanovsky in there and he was fighting John Jones, it doesn't matter how skilled Alexander Volkanovsky is, brother. That guy is going to get rugby punted straight out of the dang's octagon. And that's basically what would happen if you got me in the ring with any of these smaller guys. I would take him. I'd say thank you for everything you've done for this business. I'd kick him right out of the ring. <laughs> big boys now. It's big boy shit. That's one. <laughs> so you're speaking of uh mma you've done a little bit of jujitsu training judo and you grew up on the high school wrestling team so growing up on the high school wrestling team what made you want to get into the other two uh well so re- grappling and something like that was always i got involved in it when i was in middle school but uh it was just something my dad was a boxer and so my brother used to whoop me when i was younger so i learned how to wrestle and Suddenly he couldn't what it's a lot harder to throw punches when you're flat on your back, you know what I'm saying? So uh that's that's where I kind of learned it from. I just had a real knack for it. So I'm just one of those guys I like uh I like getting in there and tussling with the boys, you know. So I got into jujitsu and judo shortly after that. I've been doing jujitsu now for about six years. So what did you do before wrestling? Shooter. Before what did you do before wrestling? wrestling? Yes. Oh yeah, I was working the street corner. Cool. Yes. We all we've all done that. Just hustling, you know. So one day, that's why I'm pretty good at laying flat on my back. You know what I'm saying? There you go. All right, so those lights. Where'd you get this name? The Thrillbilly Silas Mason. <laughs> I'm not that creative, boys. <laughs> Did she give you the Thrillbilly nickname as well? Oh no, that was uh, that was the, our Lord and Savior Terry Funk. He came down from heaven. Oh, he fuck des- yeah! He descended down. He had the he had the, the barbed wire around his head like a guy's. Oh, that boy right there's the thrill, Billy. I'll tell you that. Oh, this son of a bitch, Lawler, Lawler. <laughs> and then I kind of got lost from there. No, uh, the real Billy man. I can't. I, you know how they say not to give yourself a nickname. I did a bit of a boo-boo, and I gave myself it. <laughs> well, it's a good one, for sure. Yeah, this thing ain't just for holding hats, boys. Hey, <laughs> full head of hair. Oh, this guy, you know what I'm talking about. You got that full head of hair, too, baby. That's two. 
That's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, all right, ribbing to start it out. Nah, it's all good. It's always great. <laughs> uh, I recently watched your interview with uh, Connecting Through Pro Wrestling and uh, Developmentally mm-hmm. Speaking. Those two guys did an absolute job, and I thought you did well on there. But I heard you say that you're not a fan of deathmatch wrestling. Um, oh, not at all. Have you ever been <laughs> asked to do wrestling. a deathmatch or anything? I mean, if they wanted to uh, do any of that stuff, they'd have a real bad time with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one's ever actually asked me to do the deathmatch. Actually, I'm going to be wrestling Mance Warner. Oh, old Mancer. Yeah, I'm wrestling old Mancer. I want to see old Prancer and Vixen, Donner and Cupid, Dasher and Dixon will show up too. Maybe some of his buddies can help him out with this fight. Because y'all know what an original death match was, right? Go ahead. The original death match was you had Dory Sr. And he was too whatever to book an entire car's worth of talent. So he'd do a three-hour show. There'd be two other matches. And then him and some other guy would wrestle for like an hour and a half two hours and what it is is if you get a pinfall wherever it is they have a standing 10 count and once they get back up they just keep going at it i don't think any of these guys in death matches wearing the cutoff t-shirt and wearing the the, the jean shorts and they're they're smoking cigarettes out back before and being like i will hit him in the head with a light tube like that what kind of athleticism <laughs> is that thing? Do a real death match if you want, Mancer. We'll go for three hours. I guarantee it won't last that long, but we can do that. <laughs> that would be a hell of a match. Boys. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm from around the Amarillo area. So to hear you mention the I, I have the man, I if I, all I need is a snap down. If I get him to one snap down in a cradle, he ain't getting back up. <laughs> That's all I need. Oh. All right, yes, sir. Well, that's fantastic. I'd love to see you two honestly go. Stop calling him sir, all right? (laughs) Sorry, Dr. Mr. The Thrillbilly, sir. Yeah, Yeah, you're going to do the whole thing. You're going to say it's at all. Dr. Mr. The Thrillbilly, sir. All right. Yes, what's your next question? You said that that one of your first matches was Ultimo Dragon versus LaParca. I'm kind of jumping around here. But uh, have you ever been able to go one-on-one with either of them, too? Unfortunately, no, man. Um, I don't speak Spanish, but if I did, you know, uh, I'm uh, no. I'm the I think the it was I've wrestled Tony Atlas, Gangrel, and we did some with Johnny Golden not too long ago. But those are like the the only like old timers I know. Someone dropped out of the call. Oh, it's Mike. He's got kids. They're probably Mike. screaming. Don't worry about him. He freaking has to put <laughs> that picture off. And... They're probably screaming. <laughs> yeah. But no, I have not wrestled Ultimo Dragon. But if you would like to, I'm sure he would be greatly honored. So who are your inspirations? <laughs> Who's your who who did you who did you say when you said you said I heard you say Macho Man and this and that, but mm-hmm. that's not your style. So who well, who do you who do you like model yourself after? Like I know you're your own guy, but yeah. you know, but but what do you think? Who's your guy? Well, if y'all hadn't heard of man who I take great inspiration from, I actually got to play in a Hollywood movie, The Iron Claw, starring myself and my best friend, Zach Efron. Nice. Yeah, so Terry Gordy would be one of them. They asked me before I did the role, 
do you know about Terry Gordy? I said, brother, I've been ripping him off since I started in this business. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys like Gordy, Hanson, Barry Wyndham, uh, Terry Funk is God to me. That is who's the, if you want to say who's the absolute best professional wrestler, it's Terry Funk. Because he had the technical skills, he had the mic, he, um, he was a draw, NWA champion, smart guy, and just like had that, that visceral believability. You didn't know what the hell Terry was going to do, but you're believing it no matter what he did. Panhandle so you, of Texas, baby, 806. I'm from there, man. The funks are like, I'm from go. the Amarillo area. The funks are like gods there. Hell yeah. You should take that AEW banner off your wall and hang up a <laughs> Terry Funk instead. <laughs> I should. Wow, some respect to your roots. Right? That's what I'm saying. You're exactly correct. Oh, yeah. Adam, do you have anything as an in-ring performer for our friend here? No, I'm just sitting back and listening and enjoying the conversation. Hell yeah, boys. I got a I'm question for you. What's <laughs> in my Georgia hat? <laughs> what was that, Jake? get DMCA for showing trash on television. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Go balls. Oh, I see where this is going. I got you. Oh, yeah. I see where it is. <laughs> for life baby ball for life i'd be mad too if i had to jump for tennessee i love all acc football oh that's well, hey get ready because you're about to get, get some more uh hook them in there baby <sighs> we better get ready Coach manning made a mistake <laughs> he came to the university of tennessee where his uncle played and he should have almost won a national championship with us, too. <laughs> right. But I want to ask about uh, some wrestling, uh, you know. What was your uh, inspiration to be like, hey, this move is going to be so badass, but I'm just going to have to catch motherfuckers and start spinning with them. Like, how did you choose that one? Because as the matches go on, man, that's got to be like, here we go. Boom, you know. Well, it's a badass know. move. Don't get me wrong. I love the move. Please say it was the boss man slam, oh, yeah. please. It was not. Oh. It was not, no. I uh, So the first time I did it, I was just like, I bet I can spin with this dude a thousand times because I'm the strongest man who ever lived. And um, no, it was actually Dr. Tom, though. He said, oh. you know, he's a great trainer, so I'd be a fool to not take his advice. But he said, I think you could put people out with it, son. I think you could get them and really build that velocity up. And I think you're the one that can drive them through the mat. I said, Dr. Tom, I hate it. I hate to say it, but when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. So he's the one that gave me the move to use, you know, as a, as a finish and everything. But, uh, yeah, I still ain't forgave him for it, though, because, man, it is exhausting to hit towards the end of a match. I don't know if you saw this last episode of uh, NWA Power, but I hit all three spectaculars with it consecutively. That means one after the other. And uh, towards the end, you can see me. I kind of get up and do like a little shimmy, little dance. Brother, I was shoot dizzy. <laughs> the <laughs> last one. In a row. You spun poor Rolando around like 17 times before you hit I, I will pay money to watch you spin that motherfucker another 20. <laughs> Straight up. I, I said, y'all could have gone to commercial break. Let me catch my breath. I could have started spinning him again. That was like, oh, we're back from commercial? Okay, cool. I'm going to keep spinning him. Give me a little break in there or something. But, uh, yeah, and Brady Pierce catching. He's not. I mean, looking at me, he looked like a small guy. But uh, my co-star in uh, 
you know, in the Iron Claw movie, he's playing Michael P.S. Hayes. And, um, you know, I had to catch him from off the top and then spin. So I'm already dizzy. I've already done it twice. Luckily, I've been in enough bar fights to know uh, where I'm at, even though I'm spinning around dizzy. <laughs> that was a drunk joke for all y'all. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> so do you want to start this match, guys? What do you think? Yes, so. Let's go. Oh, 100%. So while they're getting that going, I want you to ask, answer this for me. What is something nobody knows about you, man? Come on. What's something you've never given away before on an interview? Hmm. On an interview, I don't know. I'd like to say I'm a pretty open and honest person. I don't want to get too risque in here, but uh, I open mouth kissed a horse once. You do? I thought it was my ex wife. I thought it was your ex wife, too. I'm sure it was. I definitely got one. Uh, Hell, damn donkey did bite my finger one time when I was a kid. That was pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Ask a question, I'll answer it, man. I ain't scared. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I I figured that out from the minute you jumped on. <laughs> These colors don't run, brother. Yes, sir. I do cardio. <laughs> so I don't do cardio because I don't run. I ain't scared of nothing. It's like, what's my motivation here <laughs> to run? <laughs> so we are going to share the screen, right? All right. Well, that's how we do watch alongs. And who's 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 putting this together for us right now? I think it's Adam. I asked y'all who's going to share the screen. Yes, we're able to share the screen because it is YouTube and it is free. I, I guess I got to do it. Yeah, yeah. I knew I knew it wasn't getting done. I just knew. <laughs> but <laughs> but hey, I while like, we pull this up, uh, like I do want to ask. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, I can turn on the Xbox and put it on my TV if you guys want. <laughs> I'm not sure about the screen quality. Glasses are already off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, all these uh, all these people at the NWA is there like a is there a way that you, you know, obviously you're going to get wisdom from everybody, you know, and get their like, you know, things here and there, but are there certain people where you're like, Ooh, that's a good finish guy. So I'm going to kind of pry his brain about finishes. Ooh, that guy's good at transitions. I'm going to, you know, like where you can get everybody's strengths and then like mold yourself up to be like, you know, that much better. Oh yeah, man. Like uh, what, anything that Trevor Murdoch does, I will go out of my way to rip off. <laughs> Trevor Murdoch is a guy that, uh, man, he dropped toehold Mims. This is like the mat. Uh, they had a six man. I've never seen a drop toehold look like like a lot of people. You know, though, though, have you ever seen Buzz Sawyer? How he does a yeah. drop toehold? It almost looks like that outside single because that's really what it is. And the, dude, the way Trevor he has those snaps and that hips. But uh, man, so he's a guy that I go out of my way to look for. Uh, just how he does things and how he approaches things in the ring, and then uh. In terms of like getting the most out of every second you have on camera, Aaron Stevens, man, he gets it. Yeah, he's nice. one of those guys that uh, he he know he knows how to make you a television star, not just a wrestling star, but a television star. I think he is so underrated. I think he was underrated in WWE, and I think he's underrated now. They, they give him a give, they gave him anything, and he could do it. Dude, Regal even said in an interview not too long ago that he was the one that got away. <sighs> I mean, basically said, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna mock this guy for uh, you're gonna be a stunt double for three months," and it was the and everybody freaking loved it, dude. Mm-hmm. That was like right before the uh, Cena thing and everything, pulling the pulling the wool out for or the the rug out from under him, man. Like he was getting hot, and they tried to. Oh, there it is. I was wondering what was going on. I saw something about <laughs> Alabama on there, and you look and how you, much weight I've lost since then. Look how much more jacked I look. 
Yeah, you do. How big were you there? Uh, I was. That was after the Iron Claw movie. Right after it, they didn't want me to lose too much weight, but I was. Uh, I think I was two ninety there, so I've lost thirty pounds. Here. All right. Wow. So, are we ready to do a countdown here? So let's say what it is and and how everybody. Well, no one, no one has to watch. You're watching along with us right now. We're sharing the screen, so you don't have to give you anybody a timestamp or anything. So. Oh, so are you saying that we need to let our people know what this match is? Hey, how about that, James? Go ahead. Well, it is a Thrillbilly Silas versus Kratos from the Champion Series first round. It took place on NWA Power Season 11, Episode 4. It was taped December 5th of 2022. It aired December 6th, 2022 from the Skyway Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Had a match length of eight minutes and eight seconds. So uh, let's get this shit on the roll. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, boy. And that was professionally done. And how about, let's give a shout out to the great production cast and crew of uh, the NWA. Getting this episode edited, aired, and put out a day after it was taped. Truly, truly spectacular. Great work, boys. That is true. Hey man, the production, the ring crew, all those people. There, if there wasn't anybody for you to shake your dangling in front of, and it falls in the forest and no one can hear it, is your dangling shaking? <laughs> right. That's the real question, man. Play. Play. And, and if you're not, if you're not watching live, we're at forty-two forty. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, actually, Kratos has lost some weight since then too, man. I, took, I remember thinking it while I was slinging him around in Knoxville. I was like, did this guy lose some weight? Because I was like, it's a little bit easier to sling him around now. Just athletes getting tighter and tighter. I, I'm going to tell you what, man. When I see the, think of the NWA, old school NWA, I'm looking at you, and that is it. Right. I'm what professional wrestling should be. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Look at that. That's me. Look at all that meat. Like I said, I was always a strong boy. I'm a little bit more cut up now. I don't have that much of a gut anymore. Yeah, I'm looking good these days. And see, he's scared. He backed up immediately. I didn't budge. Do you remember what a lot of that banter was? Because it was some good shit. Like, I'm a number one pick. Uh, something, something. Like, you kind of hear it under no the commentary. Idea, man. That, that was a snub. I just say man. shit. Oh, got to, baby. Man, I laced him. That was surprised as hell, but he got me with this overhand chop right here, and I, I had to get right mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually after that chop, man. Those overhand chops will wake you up. Oh, brother! What a shot of caffeine or espresso could do. Mm. And he's yanking on me by the hair. Come on, ref. <laughs> well, recently, speaking of NWA refs, we had Jared Fritz on the show. And we covered the finals. Yes, he is. We covered the finals of this uh, championship series. Unfortunately, your team uh, did not end up getting the victor, but you still end up getting the championship match this weekend, actually, at uh, NWA 312. That's against Sion for the NWA National Heavyweight Championship. Oh, let me tell you that. uh, He better have his tap dancing shoes on because – the clock is striking midnight on his reign as national champion, boys. 
and see, look, he keeps yanking on my hair because he's jealous. He's a jealous man because of how bald and ugly-headed he is. Three. Well, that's power, <laughs> dude. That's power. That's throwing almost 300 pounds, deadlifting it. But like a kick-out crew, I kicked out of that. I guess I'm part of the kick-out crew. Yes, yeah. sir. Hey, it's your show. It is my show. They named it after me. <laughs> 49 episodes in, finally got the namesake of the podcast on here. <laughs> it's about time. Do you like having all those NWA stars in the, the front there? Actually, that was one of the, bam, look how quick and agile I am. That was one of the most difficult and e simultaneously easiest and most, that's the thrill dozer right there, baby, <laughs> thrill dozer. All right, there's some, there's some football roots right there. Shit. That's how you learn how to tackle is at the University of Tennessee, baby. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, it was difficult because it's simultaneously the easiest crowd and the hardest crowd because, man, if you were out there having a stinker, they'd let you know it. But if, the, if you're actually having a good match, you know, they get invested and they get they're, – they're, you know, we're all still fans of it, man. We're all still fans. And look at this. When you can get the boys invested, you know you're doing good, though. Oh, yeah. So that was me bailing hay back in the day, like I used to on my, my papa's farm out here in uh, Wallen, Tennessee. I love that, that strength him. comes from. I love that you pulled him away from the ropes there to get the pin legit instead of like him being able to. I just love that because it's you're trying to win, man. You're trying to win now. Right. So I was trying to knock his ass down. But now he's going to knock my ass down. <laughs> As you're going to see, that does not work out. He's got some blood on his mouth, man. Boom. He is a big That's dude. two big old boys. Yeah. That's two big old boys. Oh, oh see, sometimes that, athletic, that athleticism will get to you. But no, man, that Kratos dude, he's a, he is a, a brick outhouse, ain't he? He looks like it. Oh, yeah. That, so red like yellow makes me look, truck. that red and yellow makes me think of Hogan, though. I can't help it. Oh, built like a Mack truck, but dressed like a school bus. <laughs> I was just wondering what you were going to do up here, and there it is. High risk. I was thinking Tornado DDT. Oh, I am known for my Tornado DDT. That's probably why, uh, why you thought that. People often say, Silas, you have the best thr thr Thrill Billy Tennessee Tornado DDT in the business. I don't let Fuego Del Sol hear you say that. Yeah, Fuego might might have a fight with you after hearing that. I, I got Thrill Billy in that fight. Fuego, I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, Fuego. Tell Fuego Del Sol, give him my number. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, uh, I'm not telling that you're too worried. <laughs> no, I ain't worried about it at all. No, Man, he's big as one of Kratos' legs. He's getting it in there, though. And see, if you got a guy like this Ooh. flying across, oh, that is all meat right there. That is all meat. And see, I'm wondering about this. See, he's yanking on my damn hair again. <laughs> see, that's, that's the thing. I, I, I wanted to just cry foul. Well, this referee needs to open his eye. You know, like, let, let the first one go. It's a warning. But I've never seen, whenever I got tossed across the ring by him, man, I remember seeing Matt, ceiling, all the audience, Matt again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a unique suplex. That suplex, he kind of tossed you when he got towards oh, that. Yeah. Oh. 
And see that, man, you just get behind somebody, you get your hips under theirs, and you launch them. It ain't yeah, got to be pretty. To, oh, yeah. Not see, it ain't got to be pretty to be effective. Just that, and see, now turn Now you're grabbing it by the beard. Turnabout's fair play, man. Oh. He's been, he been yanking and a cranking all night. Well, he's got no oh. hair to grab, huh? No hair to grab. Right, that's what oh. I'm saying. Improvise, adapt, overcome. And see, Tyrus, the world's champion, he knows that I'm coming for his ass next. Oh, man, I'll be ready for that. Oh, uh, dude, you, I landed that on me. You just heard him say, Jesus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess if I had a almost 300-pound throw Billy land on me, I'd say the same thing. I bumped Billy uh, in the ring crying right about now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bro, I don't know if we had gotten to this point in the match. Oh, he's it. Oh, man. He's it. That's one of those, those Muay Thai knees, man. How hard those was it to sell that knee? How, how hard was sell. it to sell it? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Fuck, he just, he kneed me in the damn face. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this ring awareness Boom. right here. Love the ring mm. awareness. That's the thing. Yeah, why expend the extra energy to kick out when you don't have to? That's pushing a huge man off your body. All I got to do is extend those long legs. See, I got long legs, boys. I got legs that go all the way up to my ass. <laughs> yeah. That's unusual. Legs long enough to reach the ground. <laughs> legs for days, baby. Oh. Man, especially this new one. Oh, Agile. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Imagine that. Look at that. And you landed in right the ring, too. I was discombobulated. I bet you were going around in circles three times or six times. Oh, yeah. And there you got the win. I got the W. And see, the W, you got. Five point man, I'd never lost a single one of my matches for the champion series. I was never pinned. I think I, that's why I should that's why I got the title shot. Is he three standing up like he's gonna do something? Well no, he was on my team at the time. Now we got problems because he's using black G's to uh politic for him. Yeah, he's and up he in that title picture. Right. Now. Title shot. right. I'm sitting here, i like, listen, Mr. Three, I respect everything you did with your Republican Fight Club thing that you had going on or whatever. You know, people leaving in secret inside of bunkers underground. I wasn't entirely sure what to control your narrative. I was like, is the narrative in the room with us right now? Is the narrative here? Yeah. Is this the narrative? I don't know. Nah. I think you're oh, controlling yeah. the narrative right now. Yeah. That's what I'm that. saying, man. Quit trying to control the narrative. Start trying to control this bull, and you ain't going to be controlling it, son. So I'd like to see him step in the ring. Step in the, step up. See so if he can have... walk up the long hill of Mount Kilimanjaro, baby, the tallest <laughs> mountain, the highest peak in the world. We did have a couple listener questions. Have you got a couple more minutes? I do, I do. Well, this question comes from Jared Fritz, friend of the show. Oh. Who wants to know who your favorite who your favorite referee is? Oh uh, well, you know that's a really hard question. You know, I gotta go through my whole. You got guys like Earl Hebner. You got guys like Brian Hebner. You got Dave Hebner. You know that's just the Hebners. 
But uh, I would have to say my absolute favorite referee is Nick Patrick. Mm. Look at that, nice. that mullet, that mustache, Jared. Grow a mustache and a mullet. Uh, this isn't really a question, but this was more of just a general compliment. The Suplex Assassin on Reels TV says, this is my favorite build on a wrestler. <laughs> that was Alex Kane that said that from MLW. Oh, well, you know, I did uh, take a former MLW champion to their limits, so I'd like to see I'd like to see Alex Kane score off against me. I guarantee you he ain't suplexing me, though. These hips. Hmm. These hips, you can't get get under them. You can't get past them. Those hips don't lie. There's a reason I never got pinned when I was on the wrestling team. People would try to shoot on me all the time. It didn't work out for them. My hips are too quick. Those hips Uh, don't lie, brother. This question, this is a a long name here. The auxiliary control engineer, John J. Schmidt, wants to know, in the last year, it seems you really found the method to your, you turn up every aspect of your game. Who or what would you say has given you the most inspiration to become this complete of a superstar? Now, I know we addressed that a little bit, but if you want to keep going. Me. That was, that was the guy that did it. No, but uh, seriously, though, man, I, I, I snapped my leg in half uh, a year from uh, it was August 28, 2021. I had broken my femur in half. And I was told I'd never wrestle again. Well, my third match back was against Luke Cox for the NWA. Uh, every time I showed up to the NWA, one, I would get really good advice, like I said, from guys like Trevor and Aaron Stevens. And, uh, man, it's just – it's that and it's the uh, – just having the motivation. And, like, it sounds lame, but, like, just ha- doing one of those – when you come back from a life-altering injury like that and then you up your game and you keep – I want more of this. I want more of this success. I want more of this fame. I want more of this Billy Corgan money. I'm making some pretty good money from Billy right now, but uh, I want to be making a lot more of it because I know how much money he's making on this world tour, and it's a lot, and I want a way bigger cut of it. But, man, that's the thing is you got to find the motivation in yourself, and you can't doubt your powers unless you want to give powers to your doubts. That was great. Thank you so much. Hey, before you go, uh, Mike, I'm sure you got something about cockamania, right? Oh, I do. Actually, so right now, since we got WrestleMania coming up, we got a cockamania. So what I want to do is I'm going to ask you a couple wrestlers, and I want what you think would be a perfect match for them. So I could dream match for these wrestlers to go against. So I'm going to go with um, L.A. Knight. Fuck. It would be a dream guy for him to go against. Yeah, what is yeah, this some, some, I'm not going like no main event, no rock Austin, <laughs> nothing like that. I'm I'm going yeah. with like mid card people. Uh he wouldn't really be mid card, but when he was going for the IC title, uh him and Piper. Him and Piper yeah. would do good. Like just the promos a lot, like that man, that ma- the match could be whatever, but the build to it would be great. Huh. Very I good. love Kelly yeah, Knight. I think Kelly Knight's great. I think he's very underutilized. 100%. I, I agree too. I what about the name um, first? Now I love it. It's such a <laughs> dumb name, but it's such a great name at the same time. <laughs> and he does great with it. All right, um, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Um, he could have a dream match with a treadmill. <laughs> I agree. Uh, a nutritionist. Like <laughs> Not a big Kevin Owens fan myself, so I'm cool with that. <laughs> okay, and well, I think you mentioned 
you mentioned him earlier, Juventud Guerrero. Juventud Guerrero. Man, uh, I'll just real quick, I want to bring it back to Kevin Owens. He must have gotten a phone call from Rosita at the Royal Rumble because he totally whiffed on that, like, backspring thing. He gets up and he's like, I got to do another flip, brother. It's like, no, you don't. You could have <laughs> just fled into the spear spot from there, you fucking indie goof. <laughs> just, ah, ah, it ate me alive when I saw him do that. I was like, the Young Bucks, they – his pager was going off and it says, greetings from Rosita. Oh, I got to get my flips in. <laughs> mm. There you go. Ah, uh, Hoovy, um, man. Let's see. Hoovy Guerrero. Uh, there's there's a, a lot of really good uh, – there's this kid, Josh – I mean, Hoovy still wrestles around here. Hey, right. going up against good. Kenzie Page. Yeah, Ken, uh, Kenzie's dad's promotion has brought him in a lot. There's this kid around here, Josh Williams. It would be a dream match for him, but I hope he gets that match. I'm gonna put that out there. Josh Williams and Hoover Tucker. Okay, what about um JBL? Fast hey. single men's. You? Yeah. It would be a dream for him to step into the ring. If he dreamed about whipping my ass, he better wake up and apologize. Son. <laughs> Joey okay. Styles knocked you out. What could I do to you? <laughs> So, all right, so let's do a females match. Um, Charlotte Flair. Who? Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair? Okay, the, the thing cut out. Um, let's get Charlotte Flair versus Prime Medusa. I mean, she is pretty prime if you look at her. But, uh, there you go. Let's, see if, uh, <laughs> let's see if Charlotte, Char that or Bull Nakano, like any of those girls that were just hurting each other back in the day, I want to see that. Okay, and then, uh, because she never had anybody to face, really, you know, and uh, be, yeah. she would be so much better now, so much better now. Oh, man. she she was definitely ahead of her time, man. way ahead, and gets no respect. Like Thirty years ahead, <laughs> right? 30, well, throwing a belt in the trash can will kind of sour people to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. <laughs> she was so a, little for a, a little bit of a firecracker back in the day, you could say. There you go. Now for a tag team. Let's do um, New Age Outlaws. Well, they kind of already did that when they had Enzo and Cass. They're kind of like the New Age version of the New Age Outlaws. Mm. I mean, I guess just for the promo stuff, Prime New Age versus Prime Acclaimed. Acclaimed? Oh, that'd be fantastic. The shit, the shit, the shit talk alone. I, mean, awesome. I think, I think Rodog said that. I think he said that on his show. I think he would love that. Well, that that's go. awesome. And there we go. There we have it. There's our cockamamie main events right there. Oh, man. Yeah. Cock, cock. That's the new. Yeah, there you go. So we <laughs> know you got to run. We really want to thank you for being on the show. We want you to be able to plug yourself, though, and tell us everything you're going to be doing in the future. So you got it. Go. All right. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It is the time you've all been waiting for to hear about my social media plugs. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Thrillbilly TCB. The TCB stands for taking care of business, ladies and gentlemen. And the business is hurting people, and business is a booming, folks. You can also check out angrylemonade.net for all your Thrillbilly threads. You can get my sweet Ratfink shirt, which I got right up here. I'm going to pull everything down just to show you boys. You get these sweet T-shirt designs. Look at that. Me as a rat fake. Wow. Rock and roll, boys. And I'm also going to be at the NWA's 312 live in Chicago, Illinois. 
April 7th and 8th. After that, we're going to Australia. And then after that, I'm going all over the world, baby. They nice. can't keep me out forever. They can't keep me out forever. I've seen the documents. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, well, sir. Thank you so much for coming on. We know you got jujitsu to do, right? So thanks for, real, for everything. Jitsu. Make sure you come. I know I said it all wrong. Make sure you come <laughs> back real. real soon, okay? Come back soon. Yeah. See us again. Oh, look out, man. Oh, look out. <laughs> Take it easy, boys. Oh, Thank yeah, you for appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Uh, bye. Yes, sir. How fun, dude. That dude's the future, bro. I think that dude is the fucking future. How cool was that? Uh, that's that was the most fun. awesome. That's, that's, uh, that was a good time. I'm that's a, the future NWA national heavyweight champion. The love of Poyle Del Mar's life. Big Daddy Thrill, Thrill Billy Silas Mason. Thank you for going your time, places. man. That guy is going places. Uh, dude, sure. he is. I he, think he's, he's definitely going places. Over it, bro. And if we just set up a match with him and Kevin Owens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want to see him and uh, MJF go at it. I'm excited for like, him and Mansour. With what he's putting here. Bro, him and Mansour? His, his promos, man. He, he came ready to play. There's no doubt. He, he sure did. What if him and Kevin Owens does happen in the future and they fucking clip our show to say it? Mm. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, that's a long build. That's a long build. I don't know. Where are we at now, guys? Uh, fuck, man. Yeah. That was awesome. Like I, I'm, <laughs> That was really, really cool. NWA giving us another fantastic guest. That is true. New South does good, too. NWA does good. I mean... There's a lot of see the thing is there's a lot of fucking talent that a lot of people don't know about that they need to know about. That's what you know, like we're trying to do here because that guy is he's got money written all over him, dude. I just money all over him. I agree. Speaking of money, we might as well kick it to the salesman of the group to see uh what the hell he has going on. You know what's he's funny? ready to be all ranting, you know, on something. So ranting, old Brad, what you got? You know, Mike, I you always say you don't like to follow me. Well, I'm telling you right now, I don't want to follow. I just had it, but just real, this, you're you're a bad. This is a let me up popcorn shit right now. Yeah, Brad, you're in a bad no spot. Shit. All right, so let me just tell a little bit about this, and then uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a story. It's not. I mean, it's not much of a story, but all right. So let's talk about some bad news that turned into good news. So I had to make, I got a call that uh, my father actually had um, something happen with his heart. So uh, we weren't sure what was happening. He was being life flighted to Pittsburgh. My parents live about an hour and a half from Pittsburgh. So I had to leave immediately from work and drive there. So um, just so everybody knows, he is fine. Everything is good. Uh, he had open heart surgery, eight hours in surgery. Uh, God, thank God uh, everything worked out and he is already home and walking around and going up the steps. So uh, but I want to tell you, yes. so let's tell you the funny parts of this. So I'm driving five hours uh, from work to P the Pittsburgh hospital. Now, I've kind of told you guys on the show and you guys know off air that I had some major, major back issues over the last couple of weeks to the point where it was shooting all the way down past my knee. And it was like shooting pains and crippling where I, I, I mean, I was probably one decibel away from maybe getting a, you know, 
I don't know what I was going to do. So anyway, five hours in the car. I parked the car. I don't know where the fucking entrance to the hospital is. Okay? I don't know where the entrance to the hospital is. I get out of the car, and I am telling you, I am limping across the sidewalk in downtown Pittsburgh at, like, I can't tell you how slow. And every entrance says, go to the next door. I am walking, and I it is, like, complete torture and i just can't take it finally i get there i see my sister she doesn't even know it's me she's like who is this freaking old guy that is walking towards me <laughs> fast forward a little bit uh we order some primanti brothers uh because you know we are hungry oh, good place sandwich shop in pittsburgh so we get uh DoorDash. My sister goes, Well, they DoorDash to the hospital? I go, I promise you, people at the hospital get DoorDash. People deliver to businesses. So I say, Listen, uh, I'm, I said in the notes, go to the front desk. So I go, Guys, uh, uh, to my mom and to my sister, I'm going to go downstairs now because it's taking me about a half hour to even get there <laughs> with the way I'm walking. They're like, Okay. So I get a call from the guy from the DoorDash. He has no idea how to get into the freaking hospital. So guess what? Same thing here. So I have to limp again to the other side of the hospital and it is taking me forever so i think i run into the doordash guy i'm like hey can i help you he goes no i'm just going to the freaking visit someone here is that all right i'm like yeah that's all right go to your uh, family member or whatever you're visiting sure so the guy is finally i get to the guy and he's outside i get the food took me like 10 extra minutes and i walk back in and an orderly comes up to me and says sir everything okay i'm like yeah i'm fine he goes sir and he pulls up a wheelchair and he goes, there is no shame in getting into the wheelchair. I'm going to tell you right now, I was never more embarrassed in my life. A wheelchair, I, no, no, I, I just, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I, I, I appreciate it. So you, sir, there's no shame. Please get in the wheelchair. I'm like, I, I'm not going to get in the wheelchair. I please don't get in the wheelchair. Anyway, back's feeling a little better. Um, it took two weeks and I went to the chiropractor, or x-rays, everything like that. Basically, it's just a sciatic, and I don't wish that on anybody. All right, second story. People answering questions that weren't meant for them. Now, we have this uh, other show that uh, asks, like, we do it all the time. We, we put questions out there for you to, we ask, you know, for us to ask, talk to you on the show about. You're asking us for the answers. Great. If I am asking a question to a specific podcast on Twitter, I don't need fucking Devin answering the question all right <laughs> the question is for the guys on the podcast Devin I don't care what you say I'm trying to help their show what the fuck are you answering your questions for if you want to text me on the side fine but that is not the point of this oh okay great I guess they don't need to ask it now Look, I only put my two cents in because someone else did yeah I didn't like that either he could have shut that <laughs> fucking Eddie Eddie Prather Eddie got it you have an opinion great Freaking ask him, I don't need your answer, all right? I'm just trying to help the show because they actually specifically said, Brad, we need you. I'm like, fine, I'll ask a question. So I do it, and freaking Eddie Prather and Devin are answering it. Great, guys. Thanks for everything. I have a coworker. When I talk to my boss, same dumbass coworker I bitch about all the time. I'll be talking, looking directly at my boss, talking, and she'll just be, like, chirping in answers. And I'm like, my boss's name is Liz Elizabeth. And I'm like, Liz. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, I did it. Like, I'm not fucking, I'm not asking the dumbest bitch I know <laughs> this question. I'm asking my boss, our supervisor. Like, oh, uh, but yeah, that type of shit. That's how I took it. I didn't know this was a you know Twitter thing because <laughs> Lord knows Twitter's been something else here recently. But yeah, I didn't <laughs> know that was a Twitter thing. 
It's All right, third thing. I'm going to piss off Brian Haremza here. I'm going to piss off you, Devin. This is not about Nitro Pepsi, but it is a Pepsi product. Why no. the hell did they name Sierra Miss Starry? All right, was there a boardroom yeah. full of people that sat around for months and said, what's the new name we're going to come up for Sierra Miss? How about Starry? Sold. Stupidest freaking name ever. I feel like I'm at the I'm, I'm buying generic soda right now. It's It's a new drink. It's not new. It's Sierra, it's Sierra Mist. Mist repackaged. Why change the name to Story? It is generic. It's a generic name. It mean it's that that's what you came. You see up what with you that? guys started right here, right? Because it's that TikTok bullshit. Everybody wants to be a star, so it's Story. It's crap. That's a complete crap name. And you know what? I'm even mad that I'm talking about it and giving it some publicity. Yeah, what happened to Fresca? Bring back Fresca. What was wrong with Sierra Mist? True. <laughs> well, it was good too. Sierra Mist is name. good. Yeah. All right. Down the street, Christmas lights up. Don't care that they're oh, up, fuck. but why are they lit at night? It is, <laughs> as we record this, March 23rd. So as you're hearing this, I promise you. Huh? March 30th. March 30th. Anyway. <laughs> we recorded this at 6 a.m. <laughs> listen, it's one thing to have them still up. I mean, you want to be lazy into the spring, fine, but please don't light them. It is Christmas is over. I had, I, by the way, I was at a house. They had, a, they had an Easter tree. I, I never even heard of such a thing. Basically, they had the Christmas tree and they had Easter ornaments on it. Get the, get the hell out of here with that, too. I don't <laughs> what, have time eggs? for this. They have eggs? It was like just little like bunnies and, and, and chicks and everything else. And it was like the, the pink, the, the pastel colors. What, what are we doing? I hope my fiance doesn't listen to this episode. I'm going to text her. If you have a she listen to anything? She don't listen yeah. to anything we do, does she? She normally does. Remember the one time when yeah, she wanted wow. to come on for the first time ever and she was like bored? <laughs> no, no run-ins ever all of a sudden hey I, I, what are you guys up to what, what do you mean anyway last <laughs> thing and last thing only remember how i said i hate whistling i hate snapping just as much i'll knock that shit off too stop trying to get my attention just ask me a direct question that's it it's been a couple of weeks hasn't it <laughs> i had some stuff you're I not talking about you're not talking about like la 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 no no i'm talking about this hey 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 yeah yeah that's hey, shit. I hate that shit stop trying oh, to get my attention Customers I at said, work sometimes will do that or uh, whistle, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not a dog. Like, I, I, it, excuse me, that helps a little. That goes a long way. But don't be like, hey, 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 sir, hey, hey, do you work here? No, I just wear a wear a fucking name tag because it's goddamn Halloween. Like, what are you talking about here? <laughs> I, just, I love coming here so much. I wanted to cosplay an employee. Do that on Halloween I, and have a bag. Around I snap at my kids all the time. Does that count? If I snap at them when they're doing yeah, something, it's not okay. I'm it's real. Pop it's you. And, I mean, that's a no. That's a warning. Tell snap. you that's no. A, we're talking I would about tell like you a, a no. Like get your attention snap when you're like well, one. <laughs> you know that's a little. It's it's one of those things. That, hey, don't make me tell you no. That's a warning snap. Don't make me tell you no. Yeah, I'm past those days, so I don't. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. we, yeah, you are. If I start snapping at my son. He, 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 yeah, I ain't happening. <laughs> anyway, well, there's only one thing I'm gonna snap at my kids, and it's not my fingers. Rant and Stanton out. <laughs> this well, don't this outline is screwed up now because I didn't. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm good with whatever. Yeah, it's cool. We can uh, we can rock Deuce. We can uh, go to. I mean, we can save the other ones till after the second match, fella. Too. We can do my do whatever shit. you want. Just, we can get my you, shit out hey, of the way. You can do whatever you, you show. want. Your show. I'll oh, fuck you. <laughs> But I'll uh, I'll just do my stuff, and then we'll double back to match Deuce, and then we can you know walk a walk a meet minute like all that stuff. Perfect. Down. We'll do cool. it. We'll do this old school, right? 
Because I was like wondering, like, week. damn, I'm after both matches. Like, like last week. It's going to age well. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I guess I could go on with the uh, spirit of, like, uh, well, we'll just call this special guest or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I do, like, like I said, you know, I'd say – part-time wrestling fan at best probably so i mean i love wrestling don't get me wrong but i'm not like watching all of this everything so i do love the guests we've been having i no lie this is peak behind the curtain i get nervous as fuck every time we have a guest like every all thursday all day thursday i'm just nervous as shit like how's this gonna go how am i gonna do like are you gonna you know like am i gonna add something to these shows you know what i mean because a lot of these guys i don't know but fuck me running. We've had some really good stuff. New South NWA. Like, there's been a lot of cool, cool guests we've had. And uh, I've enjoyed the shit out of it. And I like that uh, Adam and Devin, you know, y'all are, you know, kind of spearheading a lot of this stuff. I've, it's fucking awesome. Because, once again, I never knew of Thrillbilly until we started, like, you know, covering some matches. And now I'm like, that's my dude. <laughs> you know, like, I'm a, I'm a fan of that guy. I like Fritz. That's amazing, you know. Braden Tune, like that was a great, great interview. I mean, we've had some good shit on this show. Carmen, hell, Adam killed it with Carmen. I mean, we've got a lot of good things going on. So, uh, and you know, this spirit of special guests, you know, I, it's still, uh, it's their show, it's your show, it's our show, it's everybody's show. We are gonna have, you know, our our friends on as guests. We are gonna have big guests. We're gonna have it's it's everybody's show, man. We're all here because we like wrestling. <clears throat> and the emotional ride wrestling takes us on. You know, we're not here to just be like, I'll be damned. That was a great backflip. I don't give a fuck. I know, I know a thousand motherfuckers, probably a million motherfuckers that can do a backflip. That ain't what it's about. But that emotional draw, that investment. And uh, we're trying to be uh, a podcast where you can take pride in, like, yeah, I am a wrestling fan. So what? Make fun of me. I don't give a fuck. You watch a fucking boy wizard and fire breathing dragons. Like, what's, you know, you're going to say, my shit's fake, and you're just like, oh, you see that new Harry Potter? Oh, fuck off. Like, <laughs> I hate that so much. Oh, did you watch the new Game of Thrones? Well, you know, wrestling's fake. Well, so the fuck is that? <laughs> like, I don't I don't get your uh, your grief about that. But, yeah, like, this is, uh, we're here to fucking broaden the community. It's okay to be a wrestling fan. Don't ever be ashamed of who you are as a person. And, uh, you know, I just love, uh, I love the insight that they're giving us and the insight that they're providing for y'all. And maybe it, you know, helps wrestling grow as a brand because that's what we're here for on your show. You know, we love wrestling and there ain't nothing like it. Fucking that's awesome, James. Love that. Love that shit, man. <laughs> no, that's good shit. You know, I get a little, uh, you know, we all we all think about it. You know, how's this guy's gonna go? But I'll tell you what, real Billy was a good time. It does, man. Because I, well, number one, I'm like, man, I really don't know these people. And number two, I'm like, am I just gonna seem like a dickhead? Like, yeah. Uh, hey, what about? that one thing <laughs> you know like am i gonna seem stupid but we've uh we've well you know what it is characters on. you say hey you want to come out to kick out crew they're like fuck yeah that's second rated right under something to wrestle with so i mean we're, we're right there with them so it's like all of the ad free show stuff shout out plug I mean, and then it's like I guess we, kick out crew right below it you know we are the, the kick out crew the ko K-O-K. K-O-K. Absolutely. That was fantastic. That dude was so good. God. Good stuff, James. Uh, Well, I mean, speaking of an emotional ride, are we ready to do this? 
Well, I am freaking ready, bro. Because mm. this this fucking thing, boy, you want to talk about Ooh. you know some good shit here. And what is that? Oh, it's the second match we're covering because you know it's mania season. So we had to cover one. And uh, why not? Because Taker's had a million good ones. But the match that we are covering today is Triple H versus Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match from WrestleMania 28. Some would call the end of the era match. It took place April 1st of 2012 from Sun Life Stadium in Miami, Florida. It had an attendance of 78,363. And check this buy rate out. 1,217,000. If you think that NBC or whoever future investors are going to just let this shit stream for 10 bucks a month, you're missing out on 1,217,000 specific buys. Granted, you have to have a story. I get that. But, uh, you know, this match length, and this must not include the intros, but the match length I got was 30 minutes. That is correct. 30 minutes and 50 seconds. If you add intros and all of that, it's damn near an hour, it feels like. But uh, Meltzer gave this, and it is an according. Like, this is according, you know, good rate, good rate. Meltzer gave this one four and three-quarter star. I agree. I think this is a phenomenal match. But, uh, you know, I guess, uh, Mike, how do we get there? Well, first of all, I think you missed something out is – who was the commentary team? Who was announcing this? What? We have look at, look at him jumping ahead. <laughs> what? I like this. Hey, well, what uh, the they brought out. What was that? We. I don't know. I already had it in my notes. Well, they bought That's out right. Jr. Which granted, hey, his music. Not a fan of the music he comes out to. I get it. You know, not a fan of that music, but that crowd pops. I mean, it's Jr. at Mania. He's coming down, strutting ass like in that suit, waving. Black hat looking as only it can. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking, I'm a humongous. Obviously, we're all JR like announcer fans, but yeah, JR at Mania doing a taker match. I mean, come on, man. Like, that's goosebumps right there on the fucking commentator intro. Mm. JR, King, and Michael Cole. Yep. There you go, James. Yeah. <laughs> I took it, I took it, bitch. Last time, I, last time I wanted Brad to do the match intro. Now Mike's doing the commentary. Okay, I got you. I got you. I, I had it oh, in my notes. zoning me out. I see. No, it's just, it's just, and one last question for you during so, the uh, notes here. There we go. The, and uh, so, Devin, how did we get there? Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. I can uh, uh, No, I'm just kidding. I, I got it right <laughs> oh. I don't even have notes, and I'm ready for it, Mike. All right, so technically this match is four years in the making because back at WrestleMania 25, Shawn Michaels wrestled The Undertaker for the first time. After a defeat, Michaels would then challenge Undertaker again at WrestleMania 26. This time he would put his career on the line. And as we all know, the streak continued and Michaels had to retire. Triple H would go on to defend his best friend at WrestleMania 27 against The Undertaker in a no-holds-bar match. And even though Undertaker would come out with the win, he was beaten so bad he could not even walk out on his own. To Taker, this made him look weak. So the next year, he wanted his revenge. 
He calls out Triple H and challenges him to a, a rematch at WrestleMania, but Triple H said no. I ain't having it. It's not going to happen. After some back and forth, Taker would say to Triple H that Triple H was nothing like Michaels, and Michaels was better than Triple H, and that pissed him off. So he would then accept the match and say, on one condition, it was a hell in the cell. And the coming weeks, Shawn Michaels would then come out and say he was going to be the special guest referee at this match. And then we go from there. All right. Uh, excellent job, Mike. Thank you so much for being so prepared. I appreciate that. Uh, so, again, we, like we said, Triple H versus The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell, Shawn Michaels, guest referee. Mike, I'm coming right back to you real quick. Oh, These great. are both part-time participants. Actually, all three. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I know Michaels is officially retired again, but here's the He's thing. Out. Here's the thing. Do you think WWE should continue to have matches like this with part-time competitors? Yes. I Because I, I, I like them. I mean, do you not like, I, I, especially after a couple of years, last year, for example, we had Stone Cold come back. He's not even part-time. No. This was a come back after 25 years or however long he's been gone. 17, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I don't know. But <laughs> did, does that right there not work for you guys? I mean. 19. So I, so yeah, I, I do. I, I can, especially, I don't want to see him at, like at Rawls all the time or at, you know, Backlash and all that. But at a WrestleMania, yes. Have these people come back. Let's give us that match that they don't get to do all the time. And it brings the inner child, I guess you could say, or the inner fan from back in the day. It brings it back out. So, all right, James, I was going to talk to you about the announcers here. We already know that. Oh, glad you asked. <laughs> it's a uh, good old JR. That's Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, Michael Cole, the King Lawler. Hmm. Sorry. So, hey, do we know who the ring bell person is? Yes, who was the ring announcer, James? Oh, it was Justin Roberts, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Oh, yeah, we got old pretty boy. I did it last week. I didn't think I was going to do it again because, I don't know. (laughs) But, um, James, so let's talk about the streak for a minute. It's something that's obviously talked about a lot. The streak is alive and well here. It is huge. And really, Undertaker only wrestles once a year. Maybe maybe another appearance here and there, whatever. Not, Not too much. However, should they have ever ended the streak? Uh, No or... Have Roman do it like 31 or 32 and turn heel after. Okay. So, but pretty much no. I really don't think so. It was just a living, breathing thing, bigger than anything else, you know? And what was Because this is kind of like what we talked about with like, oh, you may know the ending. So, oh, it's kind of spoiling. But man, I mean, you got to there for what, 20 something years? Well, well, the street kind of became a big thing later, but there for a while, you went there to. Hey, you know, we got Mania tickets. You know, Undertaker's going to wrestle. <clears throat> you know, Undertaker's going to win. Like, and it wasn't okay, like, well, well, you know, he's going to win. So this is lame. It's like, no, you're going to see him do the, and then you're going to see the tombstone. Like, you wanted okay. to see that shit. It, if Triple H would have won this match in the streak, and in the streak here, the next year, would that match made like any difference that he, even though Taker still come, he just wrestles WrestleMania pretty much at this time. Yeah. 
Well, he did it Would after that... he lost eventually. So. I think it, I think if you lose, you lose to an active talent. Like that's I don't think if Triple H beats him and then they just disappear. I don't think it gives it matters. But let's say if he would have lost to like Bray or to Roman, like that would that would have gave them the skyrocket up the ass, like you know, straight to the top. For real. Okay. And if I could kind of tie those two in really quick, Brad. Sorry to cut you off, but to tie in the first two questions with with no with James and Mike's questions. Um if the Undertaker would have been facing an active talent here, I feel like it'd have been completely different. I I honestly hate this match. And the fact of it, because it's so long, this match, two matches after it had to be cut in time. The women's match had to completely be cut off the card, and CM Punk versus Chris Jericho had to be cut by at least 15 minutes. So So I feel like... I think that's a Paul Levesque call, if you know what I'm saying. Triple H has always had the longest matches of Mania. So, Devin, would you rather see a match like this, like with two part-timers, like Triple H and and Undertaker, or would you rather see, like, Undertaker versus somebody... That's an active talent right now. Active talent for sure. Like I, I'm really not a fan of this match for the sole factor of I was such a big wrestling fan at this point, and it just felt like these three guys came back for the last month and only that. Well, that's look what I'm saying. So, 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 I'm such a wrestling fan that I didn't like it. Oh, okay, so here, here, now, here's another question. Me. I really didn't like it. If I, it was announced on Raw that we were going to have Stone Cold versus the The Rock at this year's WrestleMania. Would you be interested in that? I'd rather see Stone oh. Cold and The Rock have two separate singles matches versus active superstars right now. Like we're having John Cena fan. versus Austin okay. Theory. Well, well I'm I mean, just saying, I mean, like, I, I, like, I, I, noticed, said, like, you know, I don't think Austin talent. Theory deserves the rub, but hey, we're, we're going way off topic here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sean Michaels' entrance. Mr. WrestleMania himself, Devin. Is this one of his shorter entrances? Did you still get chills? Uh, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it's always Shawn Michaels. So you love when he comes back. He gave a little salute to JR, then gave a big old smile to Justin Roberts. It's always fun to see him back, but it wasn't as, you know, theatric as his prior WrestleManias. HBK at Mania, man. It is something. So we have Triple H's entrance. I, I still thought it was badass, but I know how you feel, James. So we'll just move on from there. Oh, I hate green... him. He's a heel. He's always been a heel. I don't know why y'all love him so much. We have the green smoke. At this point, at the end of his career, though, Adam, was there still Triple H hate? Or are we past that at this point? Um, I think we're still there until right after this match because of how, how good he makes Undertaker look. And I'll get to that towards the end of the match. But there's still legit Triple H hate because he's using the sledgehammer. Yeah, and I would say the I would say NXT helped NXT helped morph Triple H is like, okay, he's not that bad, (laughs) you know. So a stare down between Triple H and Sean. Then we have the bong trip. The Undertaker crowd looks at the ray. You see it because that's the thing. Triple H comes out, does the water spot. Everything's cool, and then you just immediately see all the crowd just turn, look right at the ramp, get a little excited, get a little excited, get a little excited, then boom gone an entrance is only the undertaker can do you know I honest, and honestly uh, i was never the biggest undertaker fan i'm not really a fan of gimmick however however james i do he does grow on me because he transitioned so many times and it got to the point where i wanted it so he did win me over and it's only the person inside the gimmick that wins you over it's not the gimmick itself when he finally comes out, man, you can't tell me that's not like the crowd. You got 78,363, quote, quote, 
like screaming blood like yo this is like epic shit he walks out he's got the the dope jacket i know it's probably a pain in the ass probably heavy probably hotter than fuck but that is a sick ass jacket he just turns smoke kind of clears and like i'm sorry if i go to a wrestling show and nobody cheers i ain't having fun like the crowd (laughs) shit that's what i'm saying crowd means a lot to me and it's taker man it's taker mania like i'm sorry so you made a good point there though about the amount of cheers and the amount of it's going on. Now, these are three established stars in the business. Mike, you think all three of these stars are still getting chills at this moment? You think they're still feeling the moment? Or do you think they're just it's another day at the office? No, I think they they have to be. It's WrestleMania. So, and with that crowd and the way everybody was acting, I would think every time he's stepping in, in between the ropes, he would still get the chills and just like the, fuck yeah, let's go. I mean, yeah. you would have to. So, James, I got something for you here because I knew this is all about you. So, first, we have the stare down between Taker and Triple H. But then, the cell comes down. Music by Metallica? Is that what it was? The memory remains. What a production, James. (laughs) Given the cell its own entrance music and a camera angle. What did you think of this? I thought thought it was a bit much, honestly. I really did. I mean, hey, no, no, no. The song. I I don't think the song was the right song for it. Because I will say, like, you get Taker in that ring. I'm so mad at you. uh, to go back to your goosebump thing, like you're telling me Triple H and Sean weren't like, because the crowd cheers for both of them, but the crowd goes to a whole nother level when Taker comes out. And then Taker gets in the ring and just takes his hood off, and the crowd goes ape fucking shit again. And then Taker looks up, crowd screaming again. But then I just think the Memory Remains was a bad song. I didn't get the what's the tie in with Memory Remains? I don't because know. The memory of last year's WrestleMania. There it is. Uh. I mean, mm. it was cool, don't get me wrong, but I thought question, it was a bit much Adam. like, oh, now the cage gets to say, you know. I loved it. Well, the bell finally rings. They're slugging it out. Definitely a big fight feel. Undertaker using the stairs. Triple H using the cage. Back body drop by Taker onto the floor. Devin, were you watching at this point in your uh, life? And did you think Taker was going to win this match? Yeah, absolutely on both those questions. I was a huge <laughs> wrestling fan at this point, And I did think, Taker was winning just because it was WrestleMania. Uh, I never thought Taker was going to lose. And I I thought if he was going to lose, he'd have done to Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And Adam, I want to ask you something, Adam. With part-time guys like this, how much planning goes in before the match as an entering performer that these guys don't wrestle all the time? So how much planning goes into such a big match like this when these guys aren't regular wrestlers? Probably not much because they've been in the ring together a thousand times. I know, but they haven't wrestled maybe a year. Six months. Yeah, but I mean, when when you're trained, you're, you're either you're good or you're not. And they they know each other's mannerisms. They know what to look for. They probably didn't talk about two or three things back there. It's probably all left out there. They've been in the ring together a thousand times. Um, I mean, it, it's you know back to when you was asking Devin if you thought Undertaker was gonna win or not. It was questionable because they built it against him because of Shawn Michaels being the referee. And then it'd be in the second match between him and Triple H. And, you know, Triple H is his, yeah, I mean, his uh, streak as far as him showing up to Triple H, I mean, showing up to WrestleMania, how many times he's won. So I was questioning if he would win right here or not. I wasn't convinced Undertaker was going to leave as the winner. I wasn't either. I mean, well, I was, I restarted watching it this time. I wasn't either. But, Again, I hadn't been watching for a little bit, so it's another way of thinking. Taker pushes Michael's head out of the way, setting the tone as he punishes Triple H. Slow, methodical pace for sure. 
Now back in the ring, Triple H face buster to Taker, Taker clothesline back. Mike, should this match have been, so Devin kind of touched on it. Because of the time, should this match have been later in the show? Because there's some matches after this, and this is exhausting. Should it have been later, or, sh- or was it exactly where it should have been? I think it kind of neat should have been where it where it was at, because you have to split all that stuff. So, like, you have your first match that has to be hot, you know, in the middle of the card. You know, you have your get-up-and-go-take-a-piss matches. So, in between, the, after those, you need a good match after something like that. I totally agree. Uh, old school on Triple H from Taker. Now, for those at home, James, can you explain what the old school is? Is this a walk the rope? It's the best. And especially uh, later on in his career as he did it, like obviously it meant a lot more as he got older. But that is, that's the vintage shaker. You grab the hand and then he just jumps, you know, because he's always, I don't know, man. Taker just brings it, dude. I think he's on a whole nother, like, the character, the man, the wrestling talent. Like, and I'll talk about this a little bit later for sure, but he's like he's like God mode. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you put the uh, invincibility cheat on in a game, like, he's God mode, man. He is that. They made that character so big and so epic. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's the best. He did, I think. But then Bobby WWE had his back. But I think well, I mean, Vince, I Vince definitely helped with that for sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. He did. Yeah, he did the work. But, you know, Vince protected him like, you know, where he could. Back on the outside, Taker using the stairs on Triple H puts them in the ring. Leg drop from Taker to Triple H right on the apron across the throat. DDT now back by Triple H. Both men down. Triple H using the steps that Taker brought in. Now, Triple H trying to pedigree on the steps. Taker counters to a back body drop. Devin, do you like teasing the finisher early? I got a three-part question here. Do you like teasing the finisher early? Is the pedigree a dominant finisher? And I have to do this, guys, because I'm getting messages all over the place. For those at home, explain what the pedigree is at the end there. All right, so the pedigree is Triple H's finisher. It's kind of like a modified face buster where he sticks the guy's head between their legs, grabs both their arms behind him, and just drops to the ground drilling both like drilling their face into the mat um i think i love the tease early in the match because you're obviously showing that triple h wants to win this he wants to defeat taker for the streak here like you know it's uh it's good the pedigree is one of those moves that if triple h hits it normally the people don't kick out of it so if triple h is already trying to put taker away that shows he wants to win absolutely adam a lot of rest spots early very methodical now as an in-ring performer maybe not those at home would know does this to you tell you this is going to be a long night yeah because there's they're, they're telling a story here i mean because they've got this long history you know going getting back to last year i mean there is all storytelling especially with undertaker he's slow methodical anyway and triple h they call you know the cerebral assassin so cerebral means slow. So it's going to take time. I didn't think it was going to take 30 minutes, <laughs> but it did take a lot of time. And one thing I, I, and I'm curious what y'all think. Do y'all think Shawn Michaels got involved a little too much? Well, absolutely. But I think it's also fun. Uh, I do think it's fun. I, 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 you're going to know the way I feel by the way I'm acting here. <laughs> I am enjoying talking about a match that's not even on my screen right now. Right. So, but, uh, I think there was a lot of a lot of uh, slow play and sell or not slow play, but like you know, there's a lot of spots where they could have sped it up a little bit. I kind of get what Devin's saying on this, but 
I mean, this is a, it is a damn good match. I mean, they were brought up old school way. If you yeah. think you're going too slow, slow down some more. Mm-hmm. So we got a spine buster, double A version, as they say. Yeah. The taker from Triple H. Under that looked step. painful as fuck. That looked like it hurt. Then a Hell's mm-hmm. Gate by Taker. Mike, do you think of the Hell's Gate as a good submission move? And again, for the fans at home, explain what the Hell's Gate is. And that's when he like wraps his leg around your your neck and holds your arm and everything else. But um, like yeah, I think move your legs. Yeah, I th- I think it is a great finishing move or submission because I mean you can reverse like a spine buster or something like that or a pin or you can reverse different moves into that itself. So if some, I mean, even like a choke slam, somebody's going up for a choke slam. I mean, they grab them around the throat, they pick them up. Depending on who's doing it, boom, wrap your legs around their neck and How drop comes, it. Mike, has someone been down? Has he been down and out and used that move? Exactly. So yeah, it's I mean, a great transition. I, You're right. I, I think it's a great. It's a great submission. I would love to see it more now. Yeah. I mean, especially for like a smaller talent, like somebody small. I think they could be good at doing something like that. So then we have Triple H who picks him up from it though and slams um he slams uh the taker down using the chair on taker after that steps as well James now I know we uh Adam mentioned this already but Sean is involved what is he adding to the match for you I think uh it kind of depends like on paper you think okay the odds are stacked against Taker but then he's kind of like he plays a lot of many hats in this match because sometimes he's sympathetic to Taker, sometimes he's sympathetic to Triple H, sometimes he's teaming with Triple H. Like, I mean, he does a lot of things in this match because he is like, you know, Triple H is like, call it, call it, you know, shit like that. And like, uh, he, he won't do it. Yeah. You know, like, so there's some of that, like, I don't know, because if they were buddies teaming against Taker, he'd have fucking, you know, Montreal Screwdriver ring that fucking bell, like, ding, 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 right now. At any time. At any yeah. time. So I kind of, you know, like, I don't know. That he, he wears man. many hats. It is a mutual respect. You're yeah, right. I, I, that's what I say. I, throughout this match. Throughout this match. I, I, that's what I was going to say. I think it shows a lot of respect with Sean for Undertaker. And I just like, want to bring up, we got Sean and Taker inside of a cage, man. I mean, you know, like, they had one of the best ones ever. Like, the, you know, the first hell in the seven, whatever. All right, yeah, Devin. First hell in the all right, Devin, hold on now, Devin, because I didn't know you felt this way. So first off, we have Triple H punishing Taker with the chair. Shawn Michaels saying too much, trying to stop him. But Devin, which match do you like better? 28 or, or WrestleMania 27 when they faced? Uh, so honestly, between the two, I would go with this one. I oh, really hate the match. I wasn't a big fan of Triple H during this era. Like, yeah, he was just coming heel. back around WrestleMania time, being that heel. I just, I wasn't a fan. So I w- out of the two, I would have to say this one. I agree because though. of the I story. Totally and remember, the last one ended on Hell's Gate, right? Yeah. Mm. All right. Triple H throws Michaels. Oh uh, wait, Sean and Triple H talking. Sorry. Tell Sean Michaels to end it. Triple H throws Michaels, still hitting Taker with the chair. It is a lot. They are heavily mic'd up, by the way, Adam. Does this help the storytelling, or does it make it easier? Uh, because we can hear about everything they say. Do you think that makes it easier? Do you think it helps, or do you think it's too much? It helps for this match, me in particular, just because of the history they have together. You can hear what's going on with, you know, as far as what they're talking about. 
you know, something that they might be thinking about. They might be discussing with each other. I like it. I like how the mics are on the the poles. I mean, it just it's good for this match. I don't I don't recommend it for all the matches, but this one in particular, yeah, because it gets the fans involved. It gets the people at home more involved, especially it being a hell in a cell. It kind of makes you feel like you're there a little bit. I agree with that. I mean, you know, especially like when, you know, you got Triple H yelling at Undertaker, like, stay down, stay down. Like, I mean, you got all this stuff going on and you kind of need to know what he's saying. So if they weren't mic'd up and you couldn't hear what he was saying, you know, what, you know, what would, what kind of, would that show? If he's just sitting there yelling. I mean, it kind of brings you into the story. But still the chair shots into the cover out of two. Sean trying to stop Triple H again. Triple H brings out now he brings out the sledgehammer. For the Mike, love of God, not the sledgehammer. Mike, do you think the sledgehammer should have ever been a thing? Period. Mike, you you're muted, buddy. I'm sorry. Ask that question again. I'm sorry. I had a kid. Running. Do you think the sledgehammer should have ever been something? Is that too far? No, it's not too far because, especially with it being Triple H, that's that's his signature weapon. I mean, that's what I mean from the beginning. Yeah. Did he ever I, need? It? Yeah, you love it, huh? Did he? Did he? Did he, did he really need it? No, but I mean, everybody has their gimmick. That was. I think it's and that dumb. Was I think it's dumb too. If, you, if like you're not going to baseball swing it to someone's fucking face, yeah, if dead. you're just going to cover the end of it and just. You know, yeah, I mean, I see that, battered, but... battering ram. What are we doing? How about a shotgun? I mean, get a shotgun. I mean, but it also worked great. It worked great when you were smashing a king's chair I mean, at a certain right? pay per view. I get All that, right. <laughs> but but you know why? Because he was baseball, like he was swinging it overhead, swinging right. it sideways. But for well, Triple H to always bring it out, second. put his hand over the edge, hold it over it. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that, but that. I mean, you don't need a that's like the, part of it. The Dudleys, the Dudleys with the table. Dudleys had the table. Taker right. with the chair later on just goes bam, bam, like does the sideshow of things. That's the same thing as putting your hand over the mallet and just fucking right. hitting someone. So we have Michaels pleading with Taker. Knockout shot from Triple H with the sledgehammer to Taker. Cover out at two. Crowd goes freaking ballistic. Sean stops Triple H from using the sledgehammer. And they are talking, yelling back and forth. Triple H in the corner, looking away now as Shawn Michaels is contemplating. Taker puts Michaels in the Hell's Gate. Why, James? I guess it's just, I wouldn't say nerves or something, but I mean, whatever. You know, got to get them all involved somehow. I but because it is weird, like this man just stopped the sledgehammer from slamming your temple, <laughs> you know? And now it's just like, ah, fuck it. Bam. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, whatever. I, just thought, I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Sledgehammer to take her from Triple H. Low blow to Triple H. Then a Hell's Gate. Michael's out cold now. Mm-hmm. Triple H still has Sledgehammer. How much is the commentary helping here, uh, Devin? Oh, I think the commentary is trying to help a bunch, but I don't know. I honestly... <laughs> I think that Michael Cole and JR were kind of butting heads here because they're both trying to take the lead and neither of them really are having it. They're both trying to nip at each other. So See, I th- oh, do, do you think it would have been right for Michael Cole to let JR take the lead since yes. he is 
He was the one introduced. That should have been what happened. But I think, you know, Michael Cole was just kind of getting into his groove. Like, well, he from was the right start, there. He didn't want to shake JR. So yeah, exactly. No, that's he came because down. of an old feud. Right. That's an oh, old but feud. I think, see, like, all right. Uh, we were I, think, I think there's a story playing on between them three, the commentators, that is, while they're calling this match. Like, they're trying they to do kind their of own, ending like, it? Were they kind of ending that, James? I think something my, old. But I hate I. Uh, that's I. I agree. But I hate the fact that they're still kind of playing like that little feud while calling this match. Like they're they're doing like a two storyline thing. Well, I, I took think it stupid. as I took it Let as JR it's over. I took it as match. it's over. I took it as it's over now. Let's do the match. I, I think yeah, Michael Cole had somebody in his ear. Do you think? Well, Michael the year Cole, before oh, this right about was that, Michael Cole I think Michael Cole, Cole, Cole had Vince in his ear. No, no doubt. No doubt. Oh yeah. All right. So that's what I'm saying. Vince was like. Hey, we're gonna keep playing this. Y'all hate each other thing yeah. up while doing it. Like, man, just JR let the fucking, a part of it. Let the moment be, you know. I so agree. Tri- Triple H is out cold now, but no one to call it. Finally, Taker lets go of the Hell's Gate. Little Nate coming to the to the ring to booze. Why was Little Nate booed, Adam? Because they thought he was gonna come in there and ruin the match. What was so? What was wrong with him? Did he have an angle going? It's just storyline because they want Sean. They want to see Shawn Michaels pick. But they who he's going to cover for. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Chokeslam the Triple H cover out at two. Crowd is nice. so damn nice. Pop, I have that. Charles Ross comes in. Chokeslam the H. Kick out. Nice pop. Nice pop. Now choke. Yeah, like chokeslam the little Nate. Charles Robinson by Taker. What Look, did he Undertaker, do? Undertaker. That was all Undertaker. Little Nate sandbagged him. Big time. That was. That's true. That was all Undertaker. Do you, do you think he really, like, sandbagged him, or he just didn't know he what didn't, to do? I don't think. The yeah, he, was he just off. didn't get up because, for it. And yeah, he, I didn't, think that's I don't think he, he didn't, he didn't get up for it. Because I, I learned that at Top Guy <laughs> one <laughs> about how I to think do he, that. I think he sold, like, flopping like a fish because he's like, well, that looked like shit. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I'm just going to – Sweet chin music by Michaels to take her into a pedigree by Triple H. The cover out of two. James, tell me about yes. the crowd. Tell I me am about the telling crowd. you this, and boy, howdy, is my first question. Is this like the best mania spot? Like one of the best mania oh, spots of all time? Fuck you, It daddy. always goes down. <laughs> I love this shit. The crowd slow. is live. I got goose. I even put, I have goosebumps rewatching this. And then, so uh, and then when Taker kicks out, you hear Jr. Taker will not die. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I wanted to get to. They build this man up like he is the motherfucker. You go, you got to go through hell and high water to this son of a bitch down. He is the best. I'm telling you, man. They, the way they build Taker is like he is a he is a god. Like you can't fuck him up, and he just can't. Boom. You did. You have these two bona fide Hall of Fame studs. Do their finishing moves to this man in a hell of, in a hell in a cell, you know, against all odds, and that son of a bitch kicks out it too, baby. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Fuck yeah! I mean, Taker's the motherfucker, dude. Like, and that is a way to book him as he is a butt, like he is head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah, you'll have Sean Mania, you got Triple H, do whatever. Taker is the motherfucker in WWE, like the motherfucker. Sean wants no part of the sledgehammer, by the way. Triple H pushes Sean out of the ring. Taker sits up and runs rough shot on Triple H. Boot to the skull. Leg drop into the tombstone pile driver. Triple H out of two. Woo! Kevin, could that have been it? 
Uh, well, did you think no. it was the first time? The when I was watching it when I was younger, yeah, I did. But thinking about it now, Triple H kicked out the year before of the first Tombstone, so he should have kicked out the same exact move. But... Jr. is going. Jr. This see this like this little turn of events right here. What's going on right now? This is where Jr. is at his fucking best. No there ain't doubt. Nobody on the planet Sean's that can touch him. Sean's sitting in the him. corner too. Jr. just sitting there all upset. Yeah. I agree. With JR calling this stuff, I mean, it is Best. 100% JR. When it's emotion that's, time, that's what JR we love about JR. Head and shoulders above everybody. Adam, I want to ask you, though, how tired are they? And we have Triple H bleeding now. Should he have been bleeding a little earlier? Well, they didn't do a whole lot of moves as far as into the fence or into the into hell, into the hell in the cell. Well, the cameraman um, almost got taken out a couple times at the beginning. The cameraman should have been bleeding. <laughs> but, um, as far as like shots to the face, I don't think he should have been bleeding yet. Perfect. Perfect answer, Adam. Thank you. Slugging it out on their knees. Now on their feet. Pedigree by Triple H. Taker out at two. Both slow, but Taker sits up first. James, obviously we have talked about the announce team. Should they continue to bring out special announcers like JR for big matches like this? And But anybody, can anybody do it bigger than him? And well, is that really pointless other than JR? Number one, here's a spoiler. This was a Mark Calloway call on JR. He's no always doubt. been adamant, like, hey, I, you know, I go to Vince, like, JR's calling my shit, figure it out. Like, y'all y'all work it out, JR's calling my match, y'all work it out, <laughs> you know? But, uh, yeah, I think JR is the perfect guy to do this, because, like I said, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Taker. Like, that's the kind of nostalgia-ish, you know, thing. And <laughs> you need, like, the guy that called it, like, I don't know, it's kind of, you can do it with another commentary team, I'm not saying that, but... It's cool to be like, it's these guys all together, end of an era. So you have to have JR there. If it's the end of an era, you have, era. To have, you have to have the guy from the era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you also, and, and you have King in there too. So you have JR and the King. And I think my opinion is Michael Cole should have been more of a backdrop. And like you said, you know, we said earlier, he kind of did try to take the lead more. But so we had the, the whole era right there. In front of us, we had JR, we had the King, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. We had everybody there, and that was the time to do it. Taker with the chair on Triple H. Michaels' facials are unbelievable. Devin, I know we've somewhat addressed this, but I'm going to ask it in a different way. If 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 Triple H wins here, and ends the streak, and Undertaker retires, would that have been good enough? If he truly retired and we never yeah. saw the Undertaker That's the last again. Match. This is the last match. Yeah. I That's think a freaking lootly. Not a freaking Boneyard match. <laughs> I mean, really? That COVID is the Boneyard, man. I know it's blame. not everybody, yeah. anybody's fault. It's nobody's mm. fault. Because Taker and AJ would have put on a fucking dandy. I, I agree. I Can I just address the hate real quick? It's not that I hate this match. It's that when <laughs> I was when I was younger, I remembered I really did not like this match at all. It was the one part of WrestleMania that I hated that year. And it, it sucked because it was my three favorite wrestlers of all time, like growing up. And I really Yeah, but you were like match. five during this episode, right? <laughs> no, no, I was like 15. But so I never watched this match again. Five, I just watched it for the second time in my entire life. And like I, maybe I just going into it didn't give it the appreciation that I should have because all you guys are loving yes, it. Well, I mean, so I wasn't like, watching no, at the time for sure. You're wrong. Fuck, when I when I watched it back then, I hated it. But I'm, I'm gonna rewatch it after the show 
knowing that other people love this and think about it more. Go fucking watch it. Watch the matches for next week. Watch it. Watch this match and remember the respect they have for each other and kind of remember that part. Well, we're going to get to everything that they've done to each other and everything they've been through together. Then watch it. So Michael's trying to... Michael's trying to stop Taker from the chair shots. Cover by Taker, out at two. Suck it by Triple H. Sledgehammer by Taker. Strap down by Taker. Triple H trying to get to his feet. Taker, tombstone to Triple H. Into the three count by Michaels. Cage comes up. Or the wait, wait, wait first. Music hits, 20 and 0. Cage comes up. Organic at first. Adam, does this make this so special? Because the organic, original organic streak. Well, nobody knew for what, nine, nine WrestleManias? Yeah, eight or nine, mm-hmm. yeah. Does this make this even more special? Oh, hell yeah. Especially right here with two of his favorite people he'd rather be in the ring with. And just showing the fact that Shawn Michaels did a legit three count makes it that much better. Take or sit. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know this is your stuff. You but... always fuck this up every single time. Every time you you take the emotion out of it, Brad. Taker is up, fucking uh, you know, steps on that uh the hammer, you know, like you know, kind of shakes the head well, or whatever. You know, take it back a little bit further. When Triple H is trying to climb up, he's grabbing Sean's shirt like, Sean, help me, Sean, please help. I mean, just just that little bit extra that Triple H is doing just makes it so much better. But you can't go into the finish without mentioning Triple H grabbing on Taker, grabbing on Taker's legs. Look, I even trying to use Undertaker's, you know, legs to stand him up, whatever. Taker takes off them straps. Triple H is still just like, you know, trying, trying to go. And he grabs him by the fucking head, looks him dead in the eyes. Boom. 78,000 motherfuckers. Would you see that cutthroat, son? Ah, you know what's it's going on. I mean, it is fucking, it's, ah, how is this not awesome? Listen, you're, you're gonna be very, and, you're gonna be very proud. And, and even with the pin, was this pin not like a one, two, three? Like the, uh, I mean, there, there was that pause there, like. So take that, that sit- pause before Good. that three. I think that God, right there had a lot to do with it too. Uh. Taker sits up. Michael's helping up Taker, hugging Taker, raising on, his man. hand. Fireworks. Taker takes that pose. That tongue out pose that we've all grown accustomed to this goes on for a little while honestly goes on for a little (laughs) while triple h is still down crowd showing respect taker michaels and taker help up triple h crowd loves it this is a hell of a moment that is hard to describe as you always say about me james it is hard to describe this moment ultimate respect that's how you describe it ultimate Respect. I'm asking you fans at home, wrestling fans, not wrestling fans, to watch this match and this moment. It's more than one match. When these three guys walk out of this, it's a ring at this point, the cage is gone, and are standing at the entrance, the three of them, it is something they show a lot now. It's almost iconic and will live in infamy. And to be a little corny, as JR said, it will live in infamy because it is three men that went through hell together, have gone, had a hell of a career, and are showing each other, like Adam said, the ultimate respect. And they are WWE guys. Like, you got to remember that. Sean did want to leave. 
you know, in the Attitude Era, but he didn't. Like, and then uh, Triple H, obviously, he's WWE guy, Taker WWE guy. Like, the end of an era, they are coming off of four amazing matches. Like, you know, Austin and Rock did three WrestleManias, but they were every other year. Like, these these dudes did four straight, like, manias. And, I mean, like, it's it's something else. When you have 80, well, 78,000 motherfuckers at your feet, like, you know what I'm saying? That's a crowd command, like, that not a lot of people have, you know? And uh, it's just, like, the end of an era. It's three. I hate Triple H, like, as the heel all the time. But I... Because even when it first, when I first saw them like do that thing, you know, back in the day, like I was like, oh, why the fuck? Taker just fought this dude. Like, what are they doing? But now I get it. Like, it's a, you know, Jerry, you know, you got JR Jerry. Michael Cole is even part of that because he started a long time ago, too. And then, you know, those three, Hell in a Cell, like 80,000 motherfuckers screaming. Like, I think it's four straight matches of awesomeness. Like, there's a whole lot of things that that moment signifies, like, like we are the motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, like, you gotta remember the year before I, too, the year before when Undertaker had to go out. You know he couldn't go out on his own, but this year, the Undertaker after he poses, he has enough respect for Triple H to let him go out on his own two feet to go up the ramp on his own, even though he had a little help. He wasn't stretched out. I mean, just the respect for Triple H laying there for probably ten minutes, didn't move a muscle. That's another caveat. respect for each other. Mm-hmm. Caveat to the story. Taker couldn't leave the, the next one. Now they're both hugging at the top of the ramp. Yeah, like could, a little, little, just, little nugget of a story. And, 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 and you can even go way back to the very first Hell in a Cell. It was Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Yep. At the very first Hell So, I mean, these three, just the opponents in the ring. I mean, they are, you know, the attitude error before the attitude error they are part of that then you got jr and you got the king you know i think this is like one of the last matches i'm not mistaken nick this goes to one of the last matches like they call big time match you know what i'm saying is but you know i mean so the error the attitude error the error you know error right before then that's what this was it's the end of that and now we're back into the area where now that everybody hates. Yeah. I do so, want to give a shout out to Michael Cole ever since he started in like 97 or whatever. I think because uh, he used to do McAfee show a bunch and he's on there every now and again now. But uh, I think he's only missed two uh, raw or two like tapings, raw or SmackDown. Oh, yeah. he's, right. on. he's only missed two in like 25 years or something. Yeah, he's something. Yeah. And he's so got guys, a wife, kids, everything, and he's only missed like two of them. So just so you guys, we don't have any listener questions, which is okay because I don't think I asked anybody about this match. Um, I was I wanted the, the questions for for Thrill Billy Silas uh, Mason, but um, anyway, guys, uh, this was um, I hope everybody enjoyed at home uh, how we all felt about the match except for Devin, and uh, again, uh, I highly recommend this one for anyone wrestling fan or not wrestling fan. So I, I got a couple messages. Um, People ask me some questions. When those three are at the ed- entrance or the exit, however you want to say it, that is not, that was not a work. Okay. That, that is a shoot. Mm-hmm. So again, I just, that was, you guys say wrestling is that word. It is, this was real, uh, a real emotion. It was a real moment. And as wrestling fans that we are, we, we, 
I'm speechless, actually. You didn't, you didn't pay 78,000 motherfuckers to cheer and get down and get back up and get there. Whoa! Because when they were punching each other, you could hear, oh, 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 like, are, are they on the payroll? Like, no. I mean, that's that's real shit, man. Real shit. So anyway, I agree. Um, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to put a bow on that. That's it. So uh, yeah. back to you, James. We can talk uh, about real that quick. So I just looked it up. This was JR's last match he ever called in the WWE. That is not true at all. He called the end a, of an era, a Raw reunion, whatever, at the Manhattan He's been Center. back. His wife, yeah, Jan, died, and he went on the air the next day. All right. Nice report has that. it wrong. No, the nice last try. WrestleMania he called. This, so this is his last WrestleMania. Maybe his no, last no, WrestleMania. No, because he did take her in Roman. Yeah. He did take in her in Orlando. Roman, so, whatever, 30, Devin. Usually you're right. Not today, pal. Hey. So, yeah. before you guys, all you fans, tweet Devin. Senior hit me out of Devin. We call him. He out. did. Well, you can point at that screen all you want, bro. Go back to WrestleMania 32, Roman and Taker. You'll see Jim fucking yeah. Ross strut his ass down in Orlando, Florida. Well, Jan that died in what? 2018? Did Jan die in 18? He did a match like two days after. I think Jan that was died. I think that was the one I'm talking yeah. about. Like he was yeah, I mean, that, that, that moment. Right after that. I felt for him at that moment. I I can't believe he's doing this because he needed to do this to get through that moment that time. Anyway, I don't want to get off on all that, but anyway, back to you, James. Fuck yeah. So uh are we uh is it laugh a long time? Yeah, go ahead. What what do we got? Well, hey, uh, after a great we, match like that, you know, we, we do need a little let me up, as they say. So uh it is the hottest rising segment in wrestling podcast today. You know it, I know it. Boy, can't wait to see where this fucking goes. Uh so uh Adam, waka waka waka. Please, God, tell jokes and don't take us away here. Oh, Pi, this, this is Jonesy's jokes right here. Here we go. It, oh, my, oh, my bad. I thought I, I'm, uh, I thought I was on a zip code hose uh, podcast. My fault. I, I, they, needed, they needed good jokes, you know, for a change last night, so I joined their podcast. Well, I didn't join it. I kind of rated it. Well, they, they, they had the best joke minutes. of all putting Sorensen on a podcast. Boom, roasted. <laughs> How much was the that? Bad, bro. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got some Jonesies or uh, Genie's Jumps, whatever he calls them. Um, never mind. No, I don't. Wait a minute. These are Jonesy's Jokes. Oh. About his damn joke. What Jones is that? Um, Mr. Ben Jones from uh, the Zip Code Hose. Oh, good day, mate. Good day, huh? I'm about to teach this fella and everybody else that wants to listen how to tell some damn good jokes. It's coming so, in hot, huh? I thought this was the funny part of the show. Yeah, we're letting it up. <laughs> right? This is a let me up match. <laughs> oh, if I want to take a shot, I want to take a shot and put a name behind it. Oh, is this is this storytelling for a future? Because ah, mania is all about building future storylines. Who's ready for story time with Adam from Bama, baby? Let's do it. All right, so... Where do boats go when they're sick? They go to the boat dock. Oh. <laughs> I need that answer. <laughs> to the boat dock. He's always fixing them up. Right, so what did the buffalo say to his son when he dropped him off at school? Don't be bored. Oh, Boston. Boston. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Right. Walker, walker, walker. Yes, sir, mother. I'm just kidding. 
So what has more letters than the alphabet? The post office. Uh, <laughs> and this is my like favorite of the week. This is this is my favorite one. And I'm still waiting on that joke to come in, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm downloading. It's still, it, mm. it's still downloading. I, I said it when you weren't on, you know, you, when you stepped through the episode. Yeah, you haven't put any time in since then, have you, Adam? <laughs> no, no, no. Interviews. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been sleeping the last three weeks, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so I want to end on this one. If April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. Pilgrims. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was good. I like that, that one. Great. Proud of all of you guys. Mm. That's uh, there's, guy. there's your inspiration, there, zip code hose. Bros. Oh, bros, whatever they call themselves. We we do a very good job of fucking their name up. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna do a good job of that on their own. But. It's clearly on purpose, but it's okay. You don't have any <laughs> uh you know jokes from under? From down under. Yeah, his name is Ben. Good lord. All right. So uh that is what we're doing here, I guess, huh? That's it. Hey, when I shoot, I shoot the key off. Waka, waka, waka. No, I asked straight shooting, brother. You call me Woody from Toy Story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always the uncomfortable moment of the show. Back to All you, Jim. Right. Oh, I can go a little further. Can't I do? know you could. I know you could. <laughs> My daughter's in the other room. I better keep it PG-13. No, you're a Southern gentleman for sure. Yeah. Definitely Southern gentleman. We'll, we'll go with that, yeah. Sweet Twitter action this weekend when I'm in Tampa. Southern gentleman. Get a screenshot from a message or a tweet. Tweet. Couldn't tweet. couldn't wait to find out what this was about. Oh, I'm just getting started. When I'm on vacation, the next thing I know, someone, friend of the show, not gonna name him out. Hey, what the fuck is this? Just like, getting started. Huh. I don't know either. <laughs> so what the fuck? But hey, you know, whatever. Make sure you check out the episode four of the zip code hose because uh, somebody crashed Bros. the party. Bros. Your boy. I crashed <laughs> the party so damn good he ran out. And Mike was already there for some reason. Yeah, I appreciate that, Your Mike. boy was there from the beginning. Was that when they covered yeah. Stone Cold? Yeah. Yeah. Stone yeah, Cold. It's almost, it's almost like it was kind of set up that way. Mm. I'm not saying it was, but you know. Anyway, uh, I hate each should, and every one of you. I think, <laughs> James, I think we should move on. I think we should move on. And you know, we should move on to what the motherfucking kids are watching these days. So, you know, like, uh, Devin, what are the motherfucking kids watching these days? So, all the kids, oh, my sorry. age. So, Devin, on Devin's demographic, you know, let's get to that because what are the kids watching these days? So, Devin, <laughs> take it away. So, <laughs> all the kids, my age these days are watching the WWE. That is because this weekend, it is WrestleMania. We're going to have two nights of WrestleMania. We're going to have nights? a bunch of superstars taking on a bunch of other superstars. We got John <laughs> Cena and Austin Theory. We got Brock Lesnar and Omos. 
We got oh, Logan my. Paul and Seth Rollins. Ah, uh, we got a star-studded show. We got Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Just, I think everyone should just tune in this weekend to Peacock and watch some WWE. Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, huh? Just don't give a fuck about that. Just, well, know. we got Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns. We got how a cell match for Oh my god, bitch and uh. Uh, you know, the America's favorite cover band, Cody Rhodes, or I mean, uh, Kevin Owens. I, I wouldn't know how long before it's like a three night main event, like Mike. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mike, well, can, you please, Mike. can you please not? I'm gonna edit that part out so it doesn't just fucking catch with they should have Friday, Saturday, and do it. You know what? Fucking Monday, too. Fuck, let's have a five day fucking, you know, mania. Like, Mike, if you want to watch a third night of wrestling, tune in what the following Wednesday night to Dynamite, where your boy, Devin D-19, is going to be there live in UBS Arena in Elmont, New York. Oh, fuck. Yeah, hopefully they so, do a nosebleed hey. camera, so we'll see you. Where are you taking I'll so be know, in, like, the eighth row. But We know Devin's going to get his knees dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. I'll be sitting in a nice, comfy seat in the eighth row, like I just said. <laughs> I'll be having fun. My beautiful fiance will be there it's, with me. Shout out to Bart, my coworker. Brad didn't wait, want wait, to come for married? some reason. So, so will um, Sammy Gravar. Not that close, but you know, I, mean, I do work. <laughs> it's a so Wednesday Sam, night. Your boy Sammy will be there too. Yeah, he should. Should no matches are announced. Yeah, that'll be we'll shooting ass out to the ring next to him. Mm. Nice one, Dad. But we got a couple exciting wrestling shows coming up. I'm just pumped for it. So, watch some wrestling for my Devin's demographic this week. Hey, just watch some wrestling. There's a lot going on WrestleMania weekend. There's all kinds of shit. I'm sure a lot of promotions are going to be doing stuff. So, yeah, like Devin said, doesn't know any promotions or anything, but, hey, just fucking watch them. That's like right. That. Oh, yeah. Back to you, James. Well, you know, uh, and what better way to fucking uh, watch some wrestling with some fucking good food? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Mike, uh, on Mike's Meat Minute this week, what you got for us? Take it away, Mike. Well, so, as last week, I teased a little hinter. But I knew this week we were going to do a Hell in the Cell match. When you think of a Hell in the Cell, you think of Undertaker Mick Foley. When you think of Mick Foley, you think of Cactus Jack. Brad, I got a thing going here. Long way to go here. When, <laughs> right? When you think of Cactus Jack, you think of Bang Bang. So what I'm doing today, Bang Bang, Shrimp. Oh! (laughs) See? Boy, you are... You know, Mike, (laughs) maybe we underestimated you because... You put some pieces, at least six degrees of Kevin Bacon on that one. (laughs) I really tried. (laughs) All right. So what you need for this, you need a half a cup of mayonnaise. You need a fourth cup of sweet chili sauce, like we needed last week. You need a fourth of a teaspoon of sriracha. One pound of shrimp. Sriracha? Sriracha. Sriracha. One pound of shrimp, deshelled and deveined, if you preferred, or you can do it yourself. Then you need a half a cup of buttermilk, which 
Oh, God, get up, buttermilk. Then you need three quarters cup of cornstarch and some um, vegetable oil for the frying. So in a small bowl, you, you mix, you add in the mayonnaise, the, uh, sweet chili sauce, sriracha, and stir it all together. In the second bowl, you add the shrimp, the buttermilk, and you coat all the shrimp, you know, with the buttermilk. Get it nice and good. Mix it up. Then you put all the sauce together and deep fry it for about one to two minutes. Fry it up for about one to two minutes until the shrimp's done. And with that sauce... Yes, golden brown. With that sauce, you have yourself some bang bang shrimp. Ain't gonna lie, man. I like bang bang shrimp, and uh, I never really knew that that's how the sauce was made. You know, as they say. So uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's good. Once you fry it up, you know, fry it up, coat it up with the that little sauce and everything else. It's good. Yes, sir. You don't even even need no cocktail sauce for that one. Oh. Just bang, get your bang. toothpick, and poke one, boom, eat it. <laughs> boom. It's done. Bang Bang Shrimp is awesome. Sounds dope. It is dope. It's very dope. It's so sounds dope, like it's the, dope, uh, dope. Sounds like that's the shortest Mike's meme we've ever had. Uh, we kind of bang-banged <laughs> right through that one. We, that, that, well, that was the point. Bang-bang. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Fry for two minutes. Like Everything's quick, easy, and then, you know. You got you some good little yeah. snack for your wrestling. Yeah, when you're watching WrestleMania, you know, do some bang bang shrimp. Bang bang. And then, and then next Wednesday when you're watching uh, Devin on Dynamite, you know, we might have a little special snack for you on that one. Uh oh. That'll come uh-oh. next week. Well, hell, I like that. So, uh, you know, I guess uh, one of the last things to do here is a. Uh, Adam, you know, you've been doing a little uh, extra time, you know, a little OT, as they say. You want to kind of talk about some uh, special people you've been talking to and, you know, tell the people where they can see, watch, and who the people are and all that stuff? Well, it all started back with the New South, our, our sponsorship with them. And so I ended up getting connected with Carmen Michael, an amazing interview. We talked about a good hour or so. It was like the quickest hour I think I've been through. And got to the show, met a few new people. Ended up chatting with Zach Johnson. He's a he's a younger guy, but he's just getting started out. You know, getting getting his name out there real good. Um, and then of course we had Braden Tune on last week. Yes, sir. Um, you know, you can see any any of these interviews, any of our episodes right here on Kick Out Group Podcast, exclusively on YouTube. You can watch mm. us on YouTube, definitely. But I also got a I also got. One coming up, hopefully, unless something happens. Next Thursday, we'll have a gentleman by the name of Stunt Marshall. Now, he was at the Haas tournament. Um, he's getting his name out there also. And I ain't got, I ain't got, as far as match, I ain't got with him as far as what we're going to watch yet. I ain't heard back yet. But as of today, it is planned to have him on next week. And I'm also been talking to Brandon Williams, the locksmith. He's one of the co-owners of New South. He's going to be coming on. Um, and unfortunately, I've been um, 
I've tried to talk to Primetime, but every time I do, he tells me to F off. <laughs> so I'm trying. But you can only get told F off so many times before you quit. So we got them coming up in the future. So just look out for them. And I'm working on a couple more. And plus the one that just dropped, the my the one I, I feel the best about is WCW, WWE former wrestler, and probably one of the best character artists you'll ever meet, Lash LaRue. I mean, that was an amazing, amazing time. He all I all I did was ask him two questions and he talked. And he, he did the interview for me. It's just amazing knowing him personally. Super cool guy. What you see is what you get. He's however you see him on on Zoom or YouTube or on TV. That's how he is in real life. <clears throat> Super nice guy. Um, he's always real good about getting back with me. So um, that's what I'm most proud of so far. So check any of them out. YouTube, Kick Out Group Podcast. And uh, we got plenty more coming up. So stay tuned, guys. Hey, last awesome, game draw, I hear. Dude, he, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Adam doing a great job of um, getting these guests, and we, uh, we really appreciate it. you too, Adam or uh, Devin. I mean, uh, both of you doing a great job of getting these guests on, and Mike continuing mm-hmm. to do the watch watch along. So yeah, Mike already, does have a bonus, uh, you know. He does bonus stuff by now. I do have one out now with Miss Anna Ray. We are doing. We did the uh, fatal four way of the four horsewomen. We did that match. We have one coming up with Mr. Bryant. Oh, it's already out. Of this it was good stuff. Yeah. Good friend of the show. That's going to be recorded and dropped by the time this episode drops. My Nitro Pepsi uh, brethren. Night- Bryant shut up. Oh, shut the fuck up. So <laughs> if you would like to co- join me for a Whitaker watch along, you know, hit me up. Let's, let's do something and uh, watch some wrestling. And funny thing, as we switched over our uh, host site, the number one viewed episode is that episode with Anna. Oh, number one. Mike, so and to brag about the old mute, please, the mute from Kickout Crew has definitely come into his own. So definitely check him out. Yes, I did. A good job. And please, like. She will be a future guest on the main show. So, you know, we only give her a lot of credit for what she's doing right now. She is training to be a wrestler, doing an amazing job. So, you know, let's give her some credit. Go check her out. It's at NRA on Twitter. NRA KO. NRA KO. Correct. I'm sorry. That's okay. So go go check her out. And, you know. I said she'll be on the main feed here pretty soon. She was on the watch along, got plenty of watch alongs coming on. And if you want to be part of it, tweet me at Whitaker1028. The uh, you know, like when we say it's your show, it really is. You know, like Devin's doing his thing, Mike is doing his thing, Adam's doing his thing. Like, we got a lot of you know, cool content coming your way, we got a lot of bonus stuff. A lot of fun time. Like, this ain't just, you know, like, the main show. Like, these motherfuckers are all stars, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so we got a lot of cool shit. You know, our, our wings are spreading. The branches are growing. You know, like, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff here on your show. Like, we got a lot of things going on here. It's not just five guys talking shit and me talking way too much. The other guys really have a whole lot of shit going. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
It's a, it's a good damn group we got here. Amen. Tape machines are rolling. Well, hell, I guess so. <laughs> what better right. time than now, huh? Uh, well, for uh, uh y'all want to plug your own shit, or are we just going? I just I just plugged mine. I'm Brad. Adam. Yes, man, Brad on Twitter. Uh, hit me up with, uh, if you have any questions or if you want me to rant about something particular, I'm sure I can relate to it. Hey, Brad, I had to buy a car like two weeks ago. Yeah, we all Thanks heard. for all the help. Yeah, I'm glad that you took my advice. Not at all. I, I did give me a pickup truck. I bought, bought it yesterday. What the fuck? <laughs> all right, so I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it if you assholes are going to do this. So if you have any uh, demographic that's going on today or any, the, you know, like, uh, what are the kids watching or what is something that is... Uh, being promoted more today that you notice on TV, sports, etc. Well, that would be something that a Devin's demographic may cover. And you can reach Devin at DevinD19 on Twitter. You could also please follow us on uh, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. That is, you know, Kick Out Crew podcast. You'll find us. KOC, baby. You know where to look for us. Uh, if you have a recipe that you want to send in, Whitaker1028, obviously, that is Mike's Speed Minute, you know. But, and if you want to do watch alongs. Mike is always down for the watch-alongs. You know, that's some bonus content for us. And it gets you on your show, you know what I'm saying? It's for you. It ain't for us. And, uh, you know, your show. Brad already did his uh, ranting thing, but, you know, that is a uh, yes, man, Brad, because, you know, why not? He's a salesman, so yes, man, Brad, right there all the way, all day. And if, uh, you know, our man Adam does a lot of interviews one-on-one, -on -one, he'll do a lot of, uh, you know, there's all kinds of shit that this dude's fucking putting out. He's putting out a lot more content, <laughs> you know? Than anybody else right now. Like, he's uh, shitting them out right now. Uh, good interviews, great stuff. Be on the lookout for those. And that is Adam from Bama. That is at Adam underscore from underscore Bama. We've got a lot of cool ass shit going on here. And uh, if that's all we got today, I guess, you know, like <clears throat> I am at James LaCora, whatever. James Don't forget about our guest. Oh, well, we uh, we did have our boy, three, Throw Billy Silas. And, uh, this is the time where if you look at the bottom of the screen on the video version, I will definitely plug all of these stuff that he plugged earlier. I just don't remember exactly what all they are. But if you look at the bottom of the screen right now, they will definitely be listed. But uh, we all had a blast with uh, Thrill Billy Silas. He's, if you didn't hear the fucking charisma shooting through that dude, then I, I don't know if you're even living right now. That, that guy's going to be a star. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, and you know how you become a star sometimes? Well, you're going to face adversity in your life. And uh, the difference between getting to that next level and, you know, just staying ho-hum and wah-wah is you and where you're at in life. Because life is going to get you down. It will knock you dead in the motherfucking face, throw you to the ground, and hike up that leg and, you know, pin you for that one, two. But don't you ever fucking let it get three you take everything you have in your power because you are powerful and you throw that fucking shoulder and you get up on that mat and you say more motherfucker and wave them forward you know why because we never give up here and we always kick out on your show that's right when life gets you down kick out it too baby that's what we do and that's what you do and that's what we all do on your show the kick out crew want to thank throw billy again had a blast. I want to thank all, all my homies here. Fucking great episode, guys. And uh, as I say, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.